Welcome back to our interesting times. It's my pleasure to have Ryan Dawson back on the show. Ryan Dawson is, of course, the proprietor of the ANC report, the anti-neocon report. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm always, uh, I'm always good when I'm on your show. We always get some great interviews, even though we end up going all over the place. Yeah. Everybody enjoys it, so <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> we'll yeah, see where this conversation takes us. Uh, I, I was, I trying to figure out how to prepare for it then i figured that yeah, what's the point i don't we'll just talk. i don't know where it's going to take us but i'm sure i'll say something negative about lincoln and i'll probably <laughs> probably promote the unibomber i do that people have a drinking game like when's he going to quote T- uncle ted it was his birthday uh yesterday oh really so, yeah that's right <laughs> I, was, I was talking to some like antifa communists whatever and the, the question was like why why are people like behaving this way and i was thinking have you ever read the system's neatest trick yes because you need to, you're not in rebellion you have corporate sponsorship from nike and coca-cola <laughs> like, yeah it's a, yeah, it's a good indication you, you're not a rebe- rebel when you're getting corporate funding yeah bank of america supports you whole points to focus on the problems of yesteryear haven't all and, revolutions been corporate funded yeah i mean that's pretty well much, not all of them but yeah like i mean the, the big ones, ones right yeah, 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 for for sure. It's, it's the <laughs> upper factions fighting with each other using the plebs as ammo. Yeah, <laughs> I say you need to read the system's neatest trick because Black Lives Matter and all that. You're you're uh, you're not in rebellion at all. Like <laughs> when the police let you loot and terrorize people, mm-hmm. but if they defend themselves, they go to jail. And guess who's really getting terrorized there? Yeah. Oh uh, well, let's spend all the time fighting 19th century slavery, which doesn't exist anymore, but. Just ignore labor conditions and any kind of current yes. actual – yeah. Yeah, uh, or you know, hundreds of deaths on the south side of Chicago, murders, uh, but we'll, – you know, we'll, Thousands yeah. of shooting, at least some of the deaths, but yeah. Well, I was hundreds talking about of, on one weekend. No. <laughs> so. yeah, well, the mayor there doesn't want to talk to white journalists. That's the important <laughs> so, thing. That it's, the yeah, problem is Chicago like, is to be uh, white journalists, yes. Racism doesn't beget racism, does it? You just behave like that with no consequences, right? God, she's, she looks like a fish got plucked out of water. I thought I mean, all these photoshopped pictures of her head with her eyeballs poking out. So no, she's just that fugly. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be the ugliest mayor, of, uh, the ugliest um, politician period maybe that we have. Yeah, that's saying a lot. I mean, come on. Now, Pam's up there. You're a guy. <laughs> He wanted, I just heard he wanted to dig up a Confederate uh, AP Hill. He wanted to dig up a Confederate general and like, and do what? Put his bones somewhere else. Yeah, you should love that. <laughs> He's buried in Richmond since uh, like 1892. For his request, and these dummies in AP were like, we don't know why he wanted to be buried in Richmond. That's not where he's from. I think because it's the Confederate capital that he fought and died for. He, yes, God. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, the uh, mayor of Chicago, she has a Jewish wife. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't even know she was a lesbian. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> so you got to get all your intersectionality points in there, you know. Yeah. I think it's her handler. They all have handlers. Well, uh, what's his name? Don Lemon. He's got a, um, a white boyfriend and and uh, says white males are the greatest threat to America. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about politicians are the greatest threat to America. I know. Don't you love that? It's, you created uh, a food and gas shortage in only four months. Mm-hmm. Bravo, Democrats. First bill they pass is to get rid of voter ID in federal elections. Yes. 
We didn't least. steal anything. Just get rid of voter ID. It's for the people. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's for know, the people. Because uh, otherwise, otherwise you're supporting Jim Crow laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's, it's worse than Jim Crow. It's Jim Crow on steroids to uh, require people to produce an ID before they vote. You know? They've made they they've revisionized that one too. Like Jim Crow's all about race, and like no, it wasn't that was a class thing that disenfranchised poor people of any color. How about when they went back and they said that the the Senate uh, uh, filibuster was a relic of Jim Crow? Was that, what? <laughs> Jim Crow is post Civil War. <laughs> I know Jim Crow is just something they throw out there, like it's... like yelling Nazi at everything. I guess it's like yeah. slavery, Nazi, anti-Semitism. It's just this. It's just you know they don't right. put these things in context. They're, you know they're they're they're. If you're a POC, like. What the hell are people of color? Yeah. They say color. They don't like that. It's like um, I was listening to uh, John Waters, who is the uh, Irish journalist, and he's talking about what's happening in Ireland. Ireland's being inundated with, you know, with uh, 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 immigrants from from Africa. Oh, lots of doctors and lawyers are going to Ireland. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then within within just a few weeks of their arrival, they're uh, protesting – in Ireland against against uh, uh, their, its racist past. Ireland? What? What? <laughs> like, of, of all the countries. And then they accuse of, of like, uh, I think... Why, why? They didn't starve to death enough? Or... I know. It's like... <laughs> and one, one activist there said, you even stole uh, your, our music, our rock and roll. And said, what are you talking about? And John Waters was a... He's a Musical journalist, yeah. uh, he said, before you come to our country and talk to us about our history, learn your history. He says, music came from, uh, you know, it's folk music uh, from Ireland, from Scotland. It's got, it's got, you know, it's like. It doesn't belong to anybody either. Everybody's had music. Well, I know. It's nothing. All the other thing is if you, if you incorporate, somehow you're stealing it. Not like, because I'm using some of the. It's really racist to be like, this uh, style of music belongs to melanation or something i know i know i know it's anybody can sing and dance whatever i was like okay do you do you have a guitar well that comes from spain do you have a microphone do you have electricity do you have a piano that's probably from germany do you have this yeah like the instruments you're using it's it's like a worldwide conglomeration just to get like one jazz band you know like yes it's, of all the stuff that people would contribute and that's what's supposed to be beautiful about it that's actually multiculturalism but they're like oh no this is cultural appropriation like oh i don't think you want to go down that road where you're like <laughs> no one can use anything except for what we invented or whatever it's like take off your shoes get rid of the air conditioner get rid of this get rid of, that. Get, get, get rid of the yeah. wheel <laughs> your driver car know. that's, that's <laughs> cultural appropriation yeah, you know, yeah well you know can't do that. What language are you speaking again? It's what another thing, yeah. And is it on a phone? Get rid of both of those. You know? Appropriation <laughs> is an English English word. So, you know. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, it's so stupid. And in petty, you know, like, no one can use things that came from my group, but my group, I'm like, well, you're going to be uh, not being able to use a lot of stuff because no group has made, like, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're going to be out. Uh, dumb. Well, I think it, it, all that stuff is get people arguing over petty things, of course, because they don't want people concentrating on other things. It's a one big distraction. Um, I was just something. It's it's you know I'll sometimes 
when I want to do something brainless, you know, because sometimes you go into your nothing space. I'm dealing with research on the darkest crap, you know, <clears throat> drafting baby parts on rats, pedophilia, all, you know, the, with Epstein. And, and sometimes I just want to do nothing, you know. So I'll go to TikTok because that's the most mindless mm-hmm. thing you can do. And I have a little game on there. It's like three, two, one racism. Because a lot of people on TikTok are millennials. And you can't go three or four posts without some millennial bitching about an ism. I mean, it is like a mental disorder at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just constantly on their mind on a witch hunt to find discrimination of some sort. And uh, I'm like, what is it called? The... Uh, vast mind phenomenon or something i forget the name of it but it's like when you whatever you're concentrating on you're going to see the frequency of it more and more you notice it more mm-hmm. but uh someone will look that up whatever it's called but <laughs> yeah it's uh all they talk about you can't have a conversation with these people without them bringing it up out of the blue well if just, you do like what I'm they're like, doing yeah, they've been well. They've been indoctrinating for. I mean, it's it's come to a head recently because of last year and the Black Lives Matter and sort of the, the sort of this Haiti hating whitey thing that's gone mainstream in the United States. But uh, yeah, you've it's had not a, hating whitey. Yeah, but yeah. you've had. I was just reading about what's going on in Portland where the kids are just being indoctrinated. They have political officers in the schools that are training oh, it's, these uh, kids. Meinhof, that's what it is. The Bader Meinhof phenomenon. Oh, the Bader Meinhof. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, they're just indoctrinating these you know, young kids, like you know, junior high school kids or grade school kids with this stuff. And of course, it's, they they go on to high school and in college where they get it there, too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's just political indoctrination. You know, well, like it's the, kind of so. in college because they get your um, they want to know your sex and race and stuff before they even let you in. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows, like, your odds of getting in depends on your biology. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the one who are not supposed to be sexist and racist, but colleges are. Because they're saying, well, we got to have uh, X number of whatevers, you know. Let's have how many left-handed Eskimos do we have? How many of these? And you're judged by that. Mm-hmm. And if you're like... Uh, straight Asian guy or whatever, you're kind of screwed because you got to wait till every other category fills up before you're even considered. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that is fucked. Like that is just that my children are going to have, if they lived in the U S would have the hardest, like, uh, highest bar to get in than anybody. And that's, and it's a slap in the face for those that aren't on the high bars. Like, well, knowing your, your credentials are in question, no matter what kind of skills you bring to the table. It's like, well, you only got anything because you're uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? And uh, it just doesn't do any good for anybody. Either someone qualified doesn't get in, somebody unqualified does get in, or somebody qualified gets in, but they're undermined because they're the wrong color or whatever. It's just such a stupid thing. And then they get there and they get these professors that are just, what's what it was the class is like, uh, trigonometry or whatever and they get into like so math is racist race 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 huh and they and you think well okay if you're studying race stuff for so long all day every day you should know something about that no nope. <laughs> still don't <laughs> the, the ignorance on the american civil war is like really starting to bother me them going and digging things up knocking statues down and stuff and say you uh you know the North attacked the South, right? 
Do you know anything how it started? They're just like, slavery. Okay, six northern states had slaves, and they were fighting on the Union side. And what, what, it doesn't matter. They need a witch to burn. And like it's condemning the South or condemning uh, or, or National Socialists, that's their favorite. They're still fighting Hitler. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, I mean, shouldn't I be a little mad at like the current Saudi monarchs or something? They're just killing people in Yemen right now. No, no, no. Let's keep talking about Hitler or even better, uh, the Proud Boys. <laughs> like, like that's the thing. <laughs> you know, that's like, not not the Zionists, not the Saudi monarchs, nothing of today. No, no, no. Let's keep uh, kicking the horse, the dead horse of yesteryear, fighting battles from the 1930s or 1860s. Well, the biggest threat to national security is white supremacist terrorism. Well, of course. <laughs> the only acceptable answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is literally incredible, meaning that it's not credible, but they say it. And we have, like, you know, the attorney general. The United States saying okay. this, you have Department of Homeland Security, and, and you have, these institutions are just jokes for any, anyone who has a cursory understanding of these things. I mean, our greatest ally that is routinely spying on the United States, including like the president's personal phone, uh, and getting all information from the NSA, has uh, just been busted in a giant international kid ra- kidnapping uh, and rape ring. Well, let's, but, let's, uh, let's get into this. Hey, I mean, recently we had this thing about. Uh, Israel. Let's talk about the Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In a presidential debate where they void foreign policy. You can't talk about foreign (laughs) policy. We're just not doing that because Biden voted for all the wars. Mm -hmm. It's based like that. So uh, you can't have them say that on TV. So they they talk about the dumbest things like Charlottesville or something. And they don't even get it. And the thing is, even when they talk about Charlottesville all day, they don't get that right either. Nope. Still, Kamala Harris went in there and lied about the fine people on both sides crap. And it's just, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Nope. That stuff doesn't matter. Nope. Nope. Um, it's uh... some four foot ten behemoth either had a heart attack or got hit by a car. But it's like, well, did you have a bunch of communists blocking the road and hitting mm-hmm. cars, pipes and stuff? And you caused a traffic accident? What did you expect was going to happen? Yeah, well, well, it's all his fault because he's a racist. I'm like, okay, he's a racist. That's deplorable. But well, uh, now it's the uh, car with flagpoles and stuff because that's probably why he gunned it into another car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh no, because because let's say he hadn't, but it hadn't been that guy. It'd been someone else. They were still gonna beat on their car and stuff, and probably didn't want to get Reginald Dennyed, so he gunned it into the next one. Like, the, there's no accountability or responsibility for the fact, like. Were you in the middle of the street blocking traffic and throwing things at cars and stuff like a bunch of apes? Yeah. Yes. Well, voila, you got a traffic accident. That's uh, exactly what you're aiming for, wasn't it? Yeah, and that guy yeah. testified that he did chase him with a gun, that one uh, Antifa yeah, protester. Yeah. It's, it's video evidence yeah. of other people hitting his car. I mean, I don't have that much sympathy for James Fields because he was a basically a, a brainless neo-Nazi that went down there from Ohio to start trouble. And he can sit in jail, whatever. But is there not going to be any accountability on everyone else, like, of how this woman got killed, like, the whole situation? Mm-hmm. No. And, all, and they, you know, they were assaulted people and all that and vandalized and stuff. Uh, two cops died because they're in the helicopter so long it ran out of fuel and they just uh, pulled a Kobe Bryant. It's just, uh, I'm like, well, you know, 
when you ne- when you note the death toll in Charlottesville and you add those police in there, I'm like, they did that to themselves on their own ignorance. Yeah, a lot like January 6th. Well, on the well they shot him on purpose. I well, mean, that case, yeah, but I'm saying as far as the turning... Uh, back, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, they created had, the situation. They can't run up a flight of steps without falling over, so you know, <laughs> that person has no business being a cop, especially in D.C. Then you if have you the... Peace and they are out of shape. Yes. Like just a bunch of doughboys and stuff. First thing they do is grab their gun because they have no other methods in between, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's why people need to be in shape and know how to fight and all that. Cause then they have lots of lots of like steps they can choose before they just go straight to taser or gun. You know? That and you know, it it sucks to get thrown on the ground and all that, but that's a hell of a lot better than being shot at. Well, that's no. like that incident where that guy was uh, tay thought the the, uh, the lady cop thought she was tasering tasing the guy and she shot him. Um, well, that is just you know, I don't believe that she just shot him. Yeah, what but, kind of adults like grabs the wrong? Oh, sh- oh, shut up! She if if that's the case, then like did you you know you if you did that if you're that dumb like you don't deserve to have a gun or a taser. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, like you should have your freedom. Well, the odd thing about that is, the odd thing about that, yeah, but the odd thing was the jail. the guy was being handcuffed by a large black cop. And then she he yeah, hands oh, he hands over to, to the woman. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> then he tries so, to get the getaway. Hey, Women can do everything a man can do, including holding someone in handcuffs. No, I guess not. So I'll shoot him. Just in, in goddamn <laughs> denial. Like, there's some women that can do that. But not that one. Not that you one. Know. <laughs> it's like, but she's gonna get the job anyway because we just need more females. Like, why do you need more females? Yeah. Why? Why can't you just recognize that there's some differences here and there's certain occupations that, you know, the bar's got to be the same for both sexes. If you if she's that one kind of chick that can you know handle that, great. If not, then they don't get to do it. And it doesn't matter what the percentages is. Mm-hmm. And that's not sexist. That's what when we are willing to sacrifice the safety of our own society and stuff to get like recently they said we're going to want 55 percent more minority and female pilots or something. Yeah. Imagine that. Like uh, you you can already do that. Any minority or woman can become a pilot right now. Like there's nothing against them. It's not like there's fewer pilots because of racism or something. It's just something not interested in not a lot of women want to fly a plane all over the place or something i don't know mm-hmm. uh but no yeah they're just gonna fire some guys or never hire them in the first place so they can balance out you know equality of outcome you're like all right if some planes start nose diving because you get less qualified pilots but i don't know i mean the ones we got are already drinking on the job and stuff so maybe <laughs> it won't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> Eating people on United Airlines and throwing them out of the aisle. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. If Bill Gates has his way. There won't be any commercial airlines anyway. So. Well, AOC doesn't even want airplanes at all. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Gates. He's in hot water. Uh, he's on that Epstein map from years and years ago. I told everybody and said this guy's been financing Epstein, hanging out with him, and every time you, he's asked about it, he's lied, and then. It gets proven that he lied. He's like, oh, yeah, that one time. Oh, yeah, and that other time. And that other time. <laughs> he keeps getting punked. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, 
didn't he use Epstein to raise money or something for some foundation or so-called charity? Yeah, but it was odd because why would he need that? I mean, that's other. No, I mean, that's a farce because he's like, yeah. do you want, I mean, just say it would be better for him to admit or say, yeah, I wanted Epstein's expertise on how to launder money so I don't have to pay so much in taxes or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be, it's a crime, but that would make us better than, uh, no, we didn't have any business relationships. We're just, Hanging out. I wanted a Nobel Prize. Or like, you were fucking little kids. That's what you were doing. I mean, admit it's standing. Oh, a very attractive Swedish woman and her daughter came over. I ended up staying late into the night. It's like, what are you doing? First of all, you're married. You're just hanging out at some guy's house that brings over a supermodel and a 16-year-old girl. And you're just, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing, guy? What are you doing hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein after he'd been arrested? Uh, and he donated two million dollars to a media center in MIT on behalf of Epstein. It's just sick, man. And I know two million to Bill Gates probably didn't anything, so, you know. But still, you know, he, you're you're giving another guy more power when you do that because it gives mm-hmm. him clout. He did it. He, Epstein's like, watch, I'll say jump, and Bill Gates will say off of what. Mm-hmm. Well, does it factor into like, sort of the uh, the uh, the blackmail operation he was? Yeah, it's blackmail. Like the the guys that kept financing Epstein after he'd already been arrested were Leon Black and Bill Gates and Les Wexner and Glenn Dubin. Those are the main his main backbone of almost in, entirely was a Wexner project in the beginning. This is this is the mega group, right? He's the, the mega group founder. Yeah. yeah. And the mega group is one of these. It's a, it's a, it's a an association of, of Jewish billionaires, right? Yeah, Jewish Zionist billionaires. Okay. You know that, like they are all hardcore Zionists. Um, and Ahud Omar and Ahud Barat. I mean, who are of different parties, by the way. Both both buddied up with Epstein. Both in his black book. <laughs> Barak used to go to New York and. Uh, Kitty Fiddle, and he also went to the island and denies it. What are you doing? Go to the Caribbean on an island that doesn't have anything there but like a music room and a pool and a bunch of naked women. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You could have gone to St. Thomas, like next to it, like an actual island with lots of stuff to do. Now you're going to Jepstein, Jeffrey Epstein's private island to what? Talk to him? You could call him and do that. Damn. I <laughs> mean, you're going there to mess with children. There's another purpose of going to St. Jeffrey's or whatever you wanted to name it. Uh, Pedo Island. Oh, wait, that's already a different island. We'll have to come up with another name for his. <laughs> mm. Guy's a monster, man. And uh, they killed him. But we got, look, I mean, the past year has been pretty white pilling. We got John Luke Brunel in jail, Glenn Maxwell's in jail, Peter Nygaard's in jail. Uh, Several of the Nexium cult people went to jail, including Sarah Bronfman, who is a uh, mega group's founder's child. So that's a, a lot of wins on that, but the tr- no trials yet for any of those. Still waiting. Yeah. And they moved Maxwell's from July to November. And the guards and just uh, a cop to, uh, to recently about they admitted about. Uh, I guess falsifying records and not watching him, watching YouTube videos, and simultaneously the video cameras failed? Yeah, right. right. I, I would say they probably never had cameras on, and they never watched anybody. Mm-hmm. 
they're like, oh, isn't it something? Now, I agree that he was murdered, but that part of the story, like, isn't it something that the cameras failed on that day and the guards just happened to not be looking on that day? I'm like, they don't ever look. These people, <laughs> the warden retired. They just recycle. The conditions in those prisons are abysmal. It's not like I have any sympathy for Jeffrey Epstein or Patrick Crow or any of that, but uh, the, it's, it's not like good and bad guys there. The co- a lot of these cops are, you know, in the mob syndicates and stuff anyway, and it makes perfect sense that they're just wasting the day watching YouTube and not paying attention to prisoners or caring at all. Like the, the subpar food and all it's, There's some horror stories in there. There's cockroaches all over the place. I'm like, well, for a lot of you, that's what you deserve. But that's not what that's not what we as a country believe in. You're not supposed to have cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, yeah. Maintain but, basic standards, yeah. Right, you should. You're supposed to. Me, personally, I'm like, well, fuck them. You know, they're raping kids. But, um, <laughs> you know, you got to have some kind of standards or you end up with what you end up with. People killing themselves or getting murdered and no one knows what happened and there's no film and Oh, his roommate just happened. And now that's the thing. They did move his roommate out, allegedly, right after he'd been on suicide watch. And then he's not anymore. And then, oh, yeah, no one's going to be there on this day. He met with his lawyers all day long. Ten hours a day he was doing it. And all he had to do was get up in the morning and go meet his lawyers. He had enough money to burn through. But as soon as he they made his trust, uh, 36 hours later, he was dead. Once they had his money, they got rid of him. There was no way Epstein was going to go to court. He has way too many powerful people compromised. They had to, he had to die. Like, you either do it yourself or we'll come in and torture you. Yeah, the the odd thing about that is it's so obvious that when it happened, people weren't even surprised by it, but they don't see the bigger picture or make the connections. Well, he's dead, you know. Anyone that even knew 10% of the story is like, well, that guy ain't going to see yeah. next month, you know? it would. People were joking about it, but not joking about it. They're like, yeah, they're definitely going to kill him. Well, remember but back when... Like, uh, Imagine my lack of shock. Yeah. Remember back when Acosta, he was the U.S. attorney down there? I guess he was the Secretary of Labor for Trump. But I guess mm-hmm. when he was being, uh, I guess, reviewed or interviewed for the position of Secretary of Labor, he was asked about his dealings during the... Um, I guess the initial uh, uh, trial uh, that uh, he said this, I was told he's intelligence and, and they'll back off. Now, then no one asked any questions after that. I said, what does that mean then? <laughs> I mean, but, you know, if no one's willing to ask yeah. because they already got their answer. Well, wait a second. You're telling me that intelligence agencies are running human trafficking operation. Now you and I know that's oh, the my case. God. But... Glenn Maxwell who's a yeah. little procure partner whose father worked for Israeli intelligence and they've got Israeli prime ministers in their book and they're financed by mega group and mm-hmm. given a house and all their major donors and stuff are Jewish Zionists. But you know, it's probably the Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's probably the CIA. I'm like, why? What the hell is America spying on itself? Like, it's Israel. Well, that explains part of what's happening now. Uh, you know, right? I guess there's a ceasefire right now, but the past couple of weeks, there's, we've had this um, conflict, uh, I guess, uh, fire, flare up again uh, 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 in Palestine. Because right after the ceasefire, and I mean hours after, like the, they had the Friday morning pa- prayer at Las Camas. 
and Israel went back and did one of the things that got the whole thing kicked off in the first place. They went in there shooting people with steel bullets with a little bit of rubber on them and beating people and stuff at the mosque. They had police go in there and just harass all these Muslim worshipers. Can you, I mean, just imagine that happening to Jews at a temple where mm. somebody just goes in and just beats all these Jewish worshipers and shoots them with, you know, quote unquote rubber bullets. And the world doesn't even know. There are, there are already be a movie about for, it. Uh, I look for, oh yeah, there would be, be like 20 <laughs> movies and yeah. they'd give themselves an Oscar. Yeah. Um, they'd probably invent a couple more awards and then give those to themselves too. They, um, <laughs> I looked on CNN, Fox, and so on for like a story about the beatings at the mosque. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And so back on May 2nd, I think it was, might have been the first or whatever. Um, because there was, yeah, I think it was in Japan, it was the second, whatever. I'm a day ahead of them. But on the, on the second, I was on press TV talking about, well, they're going to hit Gaza because. Netanyahu's in trouble, right? We can talk about that in a second. But they are beating people at the Alaska Mosque. They are and shooting them. They killed a 16-year-old boy. They also shot a 60-year-old grandmother at a checkpoint. The fact that there's a checkpoint should all already disturb people. Like, why are there checkpoints? Yeah. Um, because always the annexation and occupation is omitted from the story. But they killed a couple people. They injured uh, over 500 people. Sent 83 into the hospital. Um, would not allow people to celebrate Ramadan at the most popular gathering spots. They went in there and got rid of them. And it's just abuse after abuse after abuse. And then finally, and they did it again at the mosque the next day, went in, cops shooting people, injured a one-year-old baby. Um, Yeah, then their rockets come. Now, the story on all the news networks are Hamas is firing rockets for no reason, anti-Semitism, whatever. They say no. You shot a teenager and a grandmother, and then you just are displacing people's homes. And they don't even bulldoze them anymore. They just take settlers from York or wherever. They're not even from the Middle East. they got sunscreen all over their body because they can't even walk outside in whatever they say is their homeland based on 3,000-year-old fables. And I just go into someone's living room and be like, this is mine. God gave it to me. I'm like, uh... That's uh, that's somebody's living room. He built his furniture and everything. And let's just take a family and replace the other family. And go, nope, you're not Jewish, so you can't live in Jerusalem. We're just gonna take your house. And didn't then, didn't they, the uh, Supreme Court there uphold that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like, well, we said we can take all your stuff. So there. Then you had Jewish <laughs> mobs carrying out a, a program against uh, Palestinians. Businesses were being destroyed. A crystal knock, if you will, glass being broken. Yeah, it's a bunch of Jewish supremacists yeah. that go in and ethnically cleanse the neighbors because um, they want that whole city to themselves. It's going to be a Jewish city, and they call it the capital. It's not the capital, but that's what they say. And um, most of the world, uh, actually, most of the world doesn't like it, but the powerful countries are full on. Cuck to Zionism, so and of course, what, what factors into that is blackmail, like operations like Jeffrey Epstein's. Exactly, it's not mm-hmm. all APAC. It's it's the uh, the honey traps and the blackmail, mm-hmm. and that's because when you want to move a very wealthy person, you can't. It's hard to bribe them. It's easy to blackmail them because they got lots to lose. 
very little to gain. And you'll see that. And the whistleblowers, like, should they come out, whether it's a politician or like a weapons inspector like Scott Ritter or even a comedian like Louis C.K. I mean, mm-hmm. he just uh, he talked about Israel Palestine even in a neutral way. And suddenly he got outed for jacking off in front of people or something. <laughs> like, but yeah, some weird can't... thing with a girl yeah, in a room or something. It was weird because it wasn't. It was supposed. It was. Tra- it's they tried to. Yeah, keep... She probably asked them to do it. Whatever. But like. Yeah, but that it was. was yeah. People need self control, but it's just something because they're all degenerate. Like all these Hollywood types of stuff are just a bunch of perverts, and so it, that's the culture there. I mean, yeah. it starts with the casting couch and stuff, and they, that's just how they behave. There's no moral compass in the U.S. anymore, especially in. Holly weird in California. They're just like sexual depravity is just normal. Uh, but you can get it can get used on you. It's like uh, I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of the things. It's weird to me that uh, having an affair or something, it or is the second most taboo thing you could do. Most is like is being racist. But murdering people and stuff's okay. Like you can advocate policies that cause actual slavery in Libya. Or aiding Al Qaeda that went around murdering children and stuff, and that's a perfectly reasonable political position to hold. But if you said the N word, well, th- you you're gone mm-hmm. like, instantly. But you can kill a bunch of black people. Just don't use the wrong words. Mm-hmm. It's a weird value system because it's all about what looks good rather than what is good. They just want to go pat themselves on the back and like, oh my God, this guy said nigger. And it's like, yeah, well, this other guy, Obama, uh, bombed Libya into the Stone Age and aided Al Qaeda in Syria, murdered Africans and Arabs. And I'm I'm a little worried about that more than like how someone talks. No, yeah. no, no. And also, it precipitated this migrant crisis, which is inundating Europe with hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of refugees. You know. Which serves Israel's interests, you know. And the thing is, like, if a country won't absorb a bunch of um, migrants of a different culture, usually a different language, that have no interest in assimilating stuff, then you're xenophobic or racist. Yeah. It shows you yeah. the people saying that are xenophobic and racist because they see it like that. Mm-hmm. Right? They're the ones obsessed with that. It's like, oh, you don't like them because they're brown or whatever. Like, no, that you're the one that's obsessed with people's colors and stuff. You can't have – it wouldn't matter if they were all the same color. But I wouldn't want a bunch of uh, Germans going into France because it wouldn't be French anymore, you know? Yeah. Or worse, a bunch of French people going everywhere else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, you know, you wouldn't want – I wouldn't want lots of Brits in Ireland. They do speak the same language and they're the same race. You can't deal with it. Like, we can't deal with the influx of refugees from North Korea and South Korea. And we want to help them, but – you can't just babysit uh, that that many people. Like you got the only way to, to fix that is to give capitalism to North Korea and let it fix itself. You can't just take in refugee after refugee. Well, it would help if you didn't so, foment yeah. or stoke civil wars in throughout you know, the North Africa or Middle East. You know. Yeah, obviously it would, would really. <laughs> I mean, like, if you didn't have predatory loans from the IMF and World Bank, and mm-hmm. you didn't do you know transfer pricing and all the crap they do all over Africa and the Middle East, then those economic di- conditions wouldn't exist. And if you didn't have the wars, obviously, from Biafran to the, or terrorist groups like Boko Haram and Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, and all these groups that we all know the CIA and Saudi Arabia and stuff are support, then there wouldn't be any migrants because 
they like Libya was a functional North African country. Gaddafi mm-hmm. had turned things around, but you know, standards around that area, and uh, they just flip. It's like was it David Wormser or from? He said every now and then you have to take a little shit country and smack it against the wall. Yeah, uh, it's one of those neocons. Um, I'm starting to forget more. <laughs> I know they all kind of blend in. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's how those bastards. It's like. <laughs> yeah, they um, that's what they did. Just picked it up, smacked it against the wall, and that's the end of Libya. They're no longer a a threat to Western hegemony. Uh, smashed it, and then it causes a migrant crisis, and and then you know they stoke race, 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 race when when they're in Europe or whatever. So, so any incident of like a a cop arresting somebody or something, like look at the George Floyd thing. There wasn't a shred of evidence that that incident, as bad as it was, still didn't have anything to do with race. Mm-hmm. He had some big dude strung out on his mind on meth and fentanyl mm-hmm. who wouldn't get in the car. Uh, and so they sat on him for too long and he died of a heart attack. Okay. And by the way, trained by the Israelis, that yes. whole tactic of <laughs> on the neck or the back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an Israeli thing. That is it. I don't care if he's on drugs and all that. It's still fucked, man. You could have, if he's begging like that, just roll him over, sit him up, talk him down. There's a lot of things you could do besides just staring at him, whatever. But it had nothing to do with race, though. I mean, there was an Asian cop and a black homosexual cop in the arrest. And Derek Chauvin is a, belongs in jail for other reasons anyway. From if you look at his history and how he's treated people, he tends to be a hothead. He's pulled mm-hmm. guns on people. He's he shot a Native American guy dead, like. It's um, so fuck him. But uh, it's it, like I can think of twenty different examples of act of clear cut police abuse, you know, towards whites or blacks that are better than the George Floyd thing. That seemed to be accidental, and it had nothing to do with race. And even in the court trial, they didn't bring up race. But the entire mass media was like, "This is systemic racism." Like they killed George Floyd because he's a black guy. It's like that is. That's bullshit. (laughs) That just is not borne out by the facts at all. Yeah, that was, I think it served the interest of uh, those who wanted to sow chaos in the, at that point, the whole COVID narrative was kind of collapsing as we're entering into the late spring and early summer. And then we got the summer of riots, which the end, which I think involved, you know, George Soros, Open Society Foundation, all these corporations. It's a, it's a agenda of law. It's a, you know, it's a chaos agenda they're, they're trying to and that, that feeds into the election debacle you know it's the same there's there's like marches for Breonna Taylor and stuff I'm like okay like didn't they shoot a cop yes uh, <laughs> I mean if you're gonna have like a hill to stand on to like how about like Eric Gardner or whatever who's just choked to death in the street that was cool that's a way better clear-cut case or Duncan Lemp oh wait he wasn't black um yeah or yeah, like any of these on film where cops are shooting people and stuff. Oh, wait, wait but it's got to be the right color and all that. And it has to be controversial on purpose. Yes. Because yeah. you can argue about Floyd and Breonna Taylor, like, well, he shouldn't have been on drugs or they shouldn't have fired a gun. They, 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 you know, they, they're not going to get a, a like uh, Aaliyah Jones or whatever, where these cops broke into the wrong house and shot a seven year old girl asleep on the couch. No, no. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And they were like playing up for the cameras and stuff. There's no uh, marches for her. 
because it's not controversial. I tried to talk to BLM. I was taught because I know I've covered all these things before BLM existed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they just call me a racist. So I was like, drown a tailor. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could think of uh, some better uh, some better champions yeah. that causes the champion if you're going to bring out, start doing examples. But you have to realize, like, this happens to whites and Latinos and everyone else, too. Like, cops abuse people all over the place. I don't think it's a race thing. It's a class thing. Because they would never treat Nancy Pelosi like that. No, no. Uh, about but what she did. Yeah, that served the agenda of you know, defund the police stuff. And then... <laughs> Uh, you Imagine know, had, you know. Pelosi's house and she's in there skinning puppies or whatever she does. <laughs> yeah. they, they would never do it. <laughs> she looks like Cruella DeVille. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, I mean, does that, I mean, I don't think anyone believes she's honest, honestly believes that she's in charge of anything. I mean, she's just, she's 80 years old and, you know, we so have a, I mean, 81. but she's the one that says that the, even if the capital building were to burn to the ground uh they would still pass uh their aid to israel every year because it's just what we do well, <laughs> she actually course. said that yeah, yeah. i mean they own her that's why she's yes. the speaker yeah they own her her and, father was involved in the jewish mafia drug dealing and all that you know yeah someone's asking me about her mom ties uh yesterday i just went over all that so i'll just defer to jackman radio on that one but yeah. you're right you know and I mean, I mean, we can talk about endless about. The, the, oh, we can do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, the, the connections of of the the political establishment to organized crime, and you know, even Donald Trump. I mean, that's uh, it's just that these things are not separated. It's all part of the American system. It's something that Americans you could ever get like a panel of you, me, or like, like <laughs> Valentine, maybe Corey Hughes, just talk yeah. mob stuff all day. Like that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I listened to like four Doug Valentine interviews uh, last week. Uh, he's given a few recently uh, talking about this stuff. Conversation with like him and Michael, or um, or Sammy the Bull or something. Francis, like they're doing um, YouTube videos and stuff now. These former yeah. reformed people, and I'm like, man, I want to see you get together with some uh, some researchers and stuff, and like get the inside scoop, and also get all the macro stuff. Because people need to know organized crime is not just a neat little Hollywood thing with the Italian gang and whereverville. Like, this goes all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, Nixon was the syndicate president. You and I have covered LBJ and RFK and yeah. all that before. John McCain. Um, I mean, you know, we can do a show on in June on the anniversary on that too again. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of people haven't heard it. <clears throat> oh, McCain. Yeah. John McCain and he's involved. John McCain was involved with the with the Keaton Five and the Lincoln Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I hate him. I get triggered on John McCain all the time. He brought up his name. Here comes. How come everything with Lincoln in it is yeah. bad? Like Lincoln Savings and Loan, Lincoln Project, Lincoln Savings and Loan scandal, and the Lincoln Project because his uh, Kasich also uh, yeah. hired uh, Weaver or whatever. <clears throat> And and again, these guy can't keep his dick in his pants. Like these people are, are degenerate. Like that's just a symptom of the psychopath or something. That they're uh, they're so perverted. Because they don't think of other people. Like Dershowitz, for example. Okay, sorry, I didn't get on Alan Dershowitz, but Alan Dershowitz wrote a piece talking about how. Uh, like watching pedophilia is not a big deal, you know, because you're not actually doing it. It's yeah. like art. And I'm like, uh, 
How about the kids in the video who are getting raped? How do they feel? But this guy's such a narcissist that the simple act of putting yourself in someone else's shoes doesn't exist for these people. He's like, well, I'm not. I, 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 I. He's like, I'm only watching it. I'm not committing a crime. Like, you're giving money to people who are forcing kids into sex acts, and the child doesn't have a say in it. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about how he or she feels? That doesn't even register. And this is like a Harvard law professor and could not think think his way out of that. Like, what about the kids in the video? No, he was okay with it. It's like, doesn't hurt anyone to watch child porn. Yes, it does. It hurts the child. It's okay to watch you know? it if you keep your underwear on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if it was animated or something, you could argue like, no one was actually involved. It's just that's yeah, actually yeah. artwork. Like, okay, I guess. Was it, you really so, want to feed? Sorry, uh, still weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And don't tell me that be- that behavior stops there. I mean, I know you uh, legally right. you make the case, but no, 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 no. I, I think that if you didn't study that, you could see that that's just, people who are into that probably have a... They act upon it. it. Probably doesn't satiate the need. It just increases it. Yeah. Well, that's why they market it. I mean, it's why pornography is used to imprison society, you know, just in general, you give people, they become enslaved to their passions and you can see how it works just with compromise. Uh, you know, uh, how you under, you can undermine an entire government. It's called, you know, it's called a brownstone project or operation. Well, they taught every little girl with the Kardashians, like you want to be rich and famous, suck a dick and film it, you know? Yes. That's what Paris Hilton did. That's what Kim Kardashian did. Well, what do did. they think about – I mean they take no responsibility just for the stuff they promote in the culture. I mean as if, well, yeah, we're allowed to do it. Don't want to watch it. Don't like it. Don't view it as if you know you can do that. You're not affected by it. They don't, they don't take any more responsibility for the nope. uh, the entertainment uh, uh, fair that they produce. You know, As if there's no responsibility of having culture influence. And that's all part of that – Mindset, which many people have 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 embraced or sort of uh, 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 come to believe themselves, you know, it's uh, look at Hollywood. I mean, because who gets to say what we should or shouldn't do with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but there's an obvious clear line. Like, I don't know where the line is, but not there. You know? What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> not that so. <laughs> it's a hard thing to fix. But it is very difficult, but it is, uh, it's media though. Like media, yeah. culture is downstream from media. Yeah, and then politics is downstream from culture. Well, this is where they're very sophisticated, is because they, for fifty, sixty years, they undermined the institutions uh, that would put a check on that. You know, there they destroyed ethnic Catholic neighborhoods, the weakened Catholic power in the United States. One of the big mm-hmm. check on Hollywood was the Legions of Decency, which was enforced by the Catholic Church, the boycotts. So when they broke up the neighborhoods, created suburbia, created sort of the atomized white uh, majority, which can't really defend itself because it's they don't really have an identity. It's a negative it's identity. The, um, the most compromised and perverted Catholics being pushed into leadership positions. Yes. Look at that. I mean, because look at our president. Look at the current uh, president. <laughs> the one, yeah, the our second Catholic president. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they get to they get to ascend the ranks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nasty. And the same way, you know, with the princes of the church, with the cardinals and bishops being compromised, and you know, be a cool hat, make Christianity Christian again. Yeah, that's it. Just try doing that. 
<laughs> it is uh, Judeo-Christian crap. Oh, that's yeah. You, don't you love that? Schofield did a number on that religion. I mean, oh yeah, the Schofield yeah. Bible and Christian Zionism, which has you know been it's become mainstream. You know, and but, even, you know they asked. I'm not going to get too religious on people, but they asked Jesus what the most important tenet was, and he and he said, "Love thy neighbor as yourself." Mm-hmm. Are you loving your neighbor as yourself when you ethnically cleanse them? I mean, is that what they're doing in Palestine? No. Uh, yeah. How Christian yeah. can you be? We're like, oh, yeah, well, that's a Jewish land. I'm like, actually. Well, I mean, good. Again, a lot of the. Uh, take on that. Yeah. They're not supposed to be there at all. <laughs> a lot of the charities that pay for the illegal settlements are tax exempt in the United States. Of course. You know, I mean, remember all the crap they gave South Africa? And uh, I would say South Af- the regime there had, be- had had a more legitimacy that if you look at the true history of South Africa than say Israel in 1948. Sure. Uh, it's but a lot more complicated. People think it really South is. South Africans themselves like it was never as bad as it is in Palestine. No, you know not that it's a pissing contest, but it's a, it was a lot worse. You know, and when there was an embargo in South Africa allegedly because of the apartheid, what they never cared about for, you know all the way until the 90s. Um, Israel didn't participate. They no. were like, oh, you can't trade with anybody? That's our opportunity to go in and get some diamonds <laughs> yes. and sell you some weapons, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was these, the, I guess it was the, uh, the you know, the uh, the De Beers uh, and Rothschild mining and mineral interests that actually worked to uh, undermine the African, the Afrikaner, the Boer, yeah. which had carved She's out South Africa, you know? And then the English and Jewish mining interests went in there and actually brought in cheap labor to change it. And that's what changed the demographics of the area. It's a very different history than most people are familiar with. And it really changes, uh, you know, the, the whole, um, I guess, you know, situation as, was, as it was portrayed. You no, know, that and above that, like Rhodesia and stuff, there's no nuance, like, because right now they've got white farmers and stuff are being burned mm-hmm. and thrown out of their homes and things. And in the back of some shit libs mind is, well, they deserve it. Yeah. Right. Because their great, great grandpappy did whatever. <clears throat> and it, it, they felt like that with the South. Like they feel like it's okay to tear down statues or dig up graves or set things on fire and burn museums or assault people, whatever. Because they're still being punished for the Civil War. Oh, by the way, they're completely ignorant of the true history. Completely ignorant of the history of, (laughs) you know, so. uh, General Grant had slaves. He's on the $50 bill. Yeah. He got a big statue of Abe Lincoln in D.C. He wanted to send blacks to Africa or or to the Caribbean and did Mm -hmm. actually start that program. So three days, four days before he died, that's what he was discussing. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do with all these black people who can't live with them? And and, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't matter. Like they hate, they don't like self-sufficiency or masculinity, and that exists, you know, more in the South than anywhere else in the U.S. That's what they really want to assault, but they can't admit that. So, like, oh yeah, I'm fighting on behalf of the whatever's. I say no, you just you just don't like the culture. Yes. You don't like don't like Christians. You don't you don't like what you think is toxic masculinity. I'd argue there's a toxic lack of masculinity. Oh, These course, soy boy yeah. revolutions, man, they're so easy to manipulate, and uh, they think they're they're like sticking it to the man. It's like you are the you're the man sponsors you. It's you've got celebrities, the NBA, the NFL, Coca Cola, Nike, everybody giving you money, 
And you know what Black Lives Matter did with the leadership? Just bought a bunch of houses for themselves. They're not helping blacks. You know, that's just a theme. It's a big scam. They don't care about blacks. They never did. They care about a voting block. That's all it is. Yeah. They want you to. Then Johnson said, I'll have these N words voting Democrat in the next 100 years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And she, they're, she's buying houses in white neighborhoods. It's a majority. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. You know, it's been a graph. It was, it's been a, it was a graph from the get go, you know, so. Well, that's, you know, something else that's happened in LA and stuff is, uh, they are, the government is paying to have minorities, um, come in just, uh, like Marina Del Rey and areas like that. Cause there aren't enough of whatever category in a certain area. So was it section eight? I think it is. Mm -hmm. They're just movement for it. And so somebody, you know, if you're white or you're the, or whatever, if you're anybody but black and you're paying all this money to live somewhere with amenities, maybe a swimming pool, tennis court, something, something. And here comes this other family or, or even single individual that it's all paid for. He has no rent. He has no stress of making rent or whatever. And he gets all the amenities and everything that you have for free because he's the right color. You know, and they've got lots of income. They just sit there and have pool parties and, and uh, you know, living it up because they're living, you know, at high-end hotels and apartments and houses for free. I mean, that is racism. Mm -hmm. But they're like, oh, no, this is, this is the fight discrimination. I'm like, that is discrimination. You picked one group of people and not other groups of people and just gave them free stuff based on their color. Yeah. Well, other and and the one working his ass off knows like not only am I working my ass off to pay rent and to be able to have a life like this, I'm actually paying for him because it's my taxes that are going to pay for these freeloaders. And then of course the quality of life, just, and then the yeah, quality of life in the neighborhood declines. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean you, the kind of people that aren't earning yes. it. It doesn't. It loses value, mm -hmm. and so it's like we well, just go in there and fuck off, and uh, that's exactly what they're doing. It's just it's awful. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for LA because it was successful already. I mean, they've got Gavin Newsom. The uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to ask you this question: like the worst governors in the country. I'll throw out some names because it's, <laughs> it's got to be one of these. You got Whitmer, yes. right? She's in the top five. Uh, Northam, yeah, Cooper, Cuomo, and Gavin Newsom. Am I missing who else would be in that list? That's my five, my top five worst. Well, there's Hogan uh, in Maryland. He's a Republican. He's awful. And mm. DeWine, uh, I think, uh, in Ohio, a nominal conservative who just uh, in Ohio they have a they have a they're offering a million dollar. Uh, lottery for anyone uh, who gets the vaccine can possibly win a million dollars in okay. maine in maine then they get, get the maine governor <laughs> she's a piece of work she's offering free hunting licenses for people who get the vaccine well get, get, you get, that, get that with uh, with your donut yeah <laughs> so most, the, the, the most like correlated um part of the covid casualties is obesity and they're like hey free donuts don't you love that burger fries and get donuts a vaccine and get a burger fry and a free donut every day yeah 
Just what you need. Isn't that just perfect, though, that for public health officials who they'll talk endlessly about a supposed phantom virus, but completely ignore the, the toxic American diet? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it wouldn't be American if you didn't have some hypocrisy. But, yeah, if you were to ask a lot of doctors and nurses and stuff, like, what's killing more people? It's the donuts. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying donuts are bad for everybody. If you're skinny or whatever, go have a donut. But there's a lot of people who's like, yeah, put that down. You don't need any more of those. You know, but that goes back to the no self-discipline or accountability. It's like, I want to eat a bunch of donuts and get sick and need to, you know, a bypass in my heart and I want other people to pay for it. Yeah. it's uh... Put down the donut. Or just don't they have them so often. Places that have like <laughs> fried donuts. Yes. It's yeah. already been fried. You know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have that. And that's going to act like the bun on like, uh, you know, deep fried bacon, something, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's no self, it's no discipline or restraint. Was, I obviously, there's things I look at it. I know it's going to taste good, but I don't, I won't like the consequences. So I don't do it. I mean, yeah, I'm all for having a triple bacon burger whatever that's freedom but you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like have i earned this yeah because if it's affecting you then you're like hey buddy you don't get to eat that uh because you're 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 a couple sandwiches away from a heart attack Mm -hmm. and man the obesity is it's bad and i'm not talking about like the bmi numbers because that's a bullshit way to test people you can just from eyeballing it, you just know. Just go to like, a mall. Go to a Walmart. <laughs> go to a Walmart. Check out the Walmartians, you know, yeah. and look their what they're buying. Well, they're buying the crap there because Cheetos and yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> it's crap. I mean, oh, it's utter crap. But then, like, what do they do during the pandemic? They shut down farmers markets where you can get actually get vegetables with. with uh, yes. They also shut down yeah. gyms and libraries, but you know they kept the weed dispensary and liquor stores open. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but that, that was uh, what actually illustrated this point was uh, a few... you, you've seen Trailer Park Boys, right? Like the Jim Leahy, when he comes up with the plan, he does the I'm the liquor speech. Mm-hmm. I'm at that point where, OK, they're going to close down gyms and libraries and they open up the liquor store and give away free donuts and all that. I'm like, I'm not even resisting it anymore. I'm encouraging it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, do it. Get a vaccine. Pile on the donuts, you know. Whatever thins the herd. Yeah, yeah, it's a purification <laughs> process. <laughs> it's like perfect. You know, it's like, yeah, I the, think that's great. <laughs> it's there like is a uh, some bullshit in California where you can just rob eight hundred and something dollars from a store and the cops won't even come. You want to get rid of police? I'm like, yeah, do it. Get rid of all the cops. I'm 100 percent behind you. Yeah, you guys do that. See well, and sometimes it, it will help because then people will be liberated to defend themselves. They're afraid to defend themselves now because they'll get arrested like that couple. Oh, that's the thing. They're, they also want to get rid of guns. And, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, and, and believe, they don't want to get rid of police. They, they'll, they'll replace it with a, with a modern day Americanized Cheka. You know, did you know I've actually heard them say stuff like this? Like this is only a commie brain can come up with this. So like there's more shootings or crime in this area because it's over policed. They think, well, there's more arrests because there's too many cops. I'm like, uh, I think it's because there's too much crime. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Even as bad as the police are, they don't usually just go arrest somebody for nothing. No, no. Well, I mean, we see all these high profile cases. There's always some hood who's resisting arrest who has a rap sheet a mile long. 
you know, that's or part been of the in, sh- out of, in and out of jail three times already. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, uh, Tyrone, uh, who just assaulted a five-year-old on a bike, had just recently got out of jail yes. for the third time. <laughs> yeah, I just got a, 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 a friend of mine sent me a message that said that, that they're, I forget what state is, they're offering early release for violent felons, or felons, I'm not sure they're violent or not, who get the jab. <laughs> I go, oh, <laughs> oh, that's great. We're not, you know, you, I'm waiting for them to say jail is racist. <laughs> so I'm thinking, so when your wife or daughter gets raped, you won't, won't have to worry about them catching COVID from their assailant. You know, I'm like, geez. <laughs> and then you have Dubai, you know, they emptied, they emptied Riker. Thing. Oh, yeah. You see, I'm like, first of all, assaulting anybody is already a crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing, you, okay, Asian people got assaulted. Like, all right. Well, obviously, we we're against assaulting people, but. It was only a thing because Jeff Zucker on CNN wanted to make it an anti-white thing. And then they admitted on tape with Project Veritas, like, well, they looked into it and statistically it was actually blacks attacking Asians are like 10 to 1 more than whites. So they just had to drop the story. That's been but a thing had, for decades. Like Asian hate badges. It was all over yeah. TikTok. If you want to know what the zoo is thinking, get on TikTok because that is just the lowest. But if you want to know, like, what millennials, like, that's their... Because they get their news from late night comedians and stuff, these people. So if you want to know like what the idiots are being spoon fed, just listen to TikTok. Because that is the voice of the people and the people like the dumbest people there is. And that's where they're like, stop Asian hate. Like this is epidemic. I'm like, I live in Asia, right? My kids are Asian. Like, obviously, it, it, that wouldn't matter. You, you shouldn't hate anybody, obviously. But I'm like, that just isn't a thing. Yeah. There's like one guy. That shot some people in Florida. He shot some white people too. There isn't an, uh, some pandemic against Asians, um, the, and the, even the assaults from blacks on Asians—that's not new. No, it's just, no. It just being filmed because, as a reaction to blaming whites for random attacks on Asians, people started saying, "Okay, well, let's look into that. How about this story? This story? This story? This story? This story?" But that goes all the way back. It's nothing new. Um, if you weren't afraid to walk outside before, you shouldn't be now. It's statistically still perfectly safe to be Asian in America. No one's going to come up and hit you for no reason or something. But uh, And, you know, when that does happen to anybody, it's wrong. But, you know, the people doing it, um, you can't even prove that it's because of race. That A lot of people doing it would have just hit whoever was walking alone. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them just are whacked on drugs and it's not even an Asian thing. It's just the thug thing. You know, they see a woman walking by herself and they think easy targets smack. It. Yeah. They're soft oh. targets usually either elderly or something and mm-hmm. or women. Yeah. And that happens to elderly white people and blacks too. Like that's, it's sadly not unique. Well, problem is you're dealing with a, a particular problem, like with, with, with the, uh, the you know, so-called black community with high rates of crime among young men and so it's not so much black there's also a, you could say it's an anti-male thing because it's if you break it well, down it's, it's it's an urban thing like that's yeah. what happens in big cities which is where the, a lot of those groups happen to live yeah you don't have it ha- occurring like in the mississippi delta or anything like, right you don't act like that yeah exactly yeah. it's it's an urban thing and it's democrat cities it's you know dc it's san francisco you know these miami places like that they're degenerate uh, and part of the problem is, first, Democrats break the economy, uh, which poverty leads to crime, mm-hmm. right? And they don't, they like, 
I don't know. They want to be your friend or something, but they're not hard on drugs and drug crimes and stuff like that. They act like it's not a big deal. It's like, well, uh, it wouldn't be if you legalized it, but if you are going to have it, like, I think someone strung out on meth or crack or something is a problem. Yeah. You know, that's not safe, believe it or not. Well, what was it? Don't don't give me an argument against crack by arguing for marijuana. I'm like, no, let's talk about crack. What was it about America? Yes. Yeah, but what what was it about America before um, drug prohibition, where drugs weren't a big problem? Yeah. Well, I mean, you also the thing is the law. You can make something illegal or not illegal. That ain't gonna stop it. I think Doug Valentine was interested in. You know, (laughs) Doug Valentine could could educate people on why drugs became a problem. (laughs) Yeah, we know why. They're mass market. um, (laughs) You know, it's a. But here, but here, like where I live, drugs are not a problem, and they're illegal. They're just as illegal in Japan as they are in the U.S. But we don't have people running around. It's a culture thing. Stuff. Yeah, the because of the culture. Yeah, not a thing. It's not that whole thug culture is not glorified. And the we have a much larger middle class and da 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 da. Wait now, now who, who, people, who's, you know, who's that's because you're racially homogenous? Like, well, next door is China. They got major drug problems. Yeah, so I don't think that's what it is. it's. It's not a race thing. Well, that's another thing is it's who's cult- who's who's promoting in mass you know, media thug culture. What? What? So, yeah. Oh. Was, well, he recently <laughs> died. Subner Redstone. <laughs> yes. Like no yeah. responsibility for that. It's my. I mean. Mm-hmm. No responsibility for that. That the whole yo-yo thing. Yes. With the pants sagging and stuff. It's the broken windows crap. But they see that and they're like, well, this guy looks successful and confident. And, you know, it, a responsible person looks at that and goes, well, only a dumbass would do something because they saw it on TV or a video mm-hmm. game or whatever. I'm like, I agree. But we got a lot of dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most people aren't affected. Like, if you think you're not affected by commercials or whatever, I'm like, yeah, something's going to get you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm guaranteed you had something you regret buying or whatever. But, but especially if you have people raised by television. I mean, that yeah, was, that was the post war baby boom era. They, you know? They're watching so many hours of this stuff that it just becomes a thing. I, <laughs> I'll give you an example. I feel like uh, I'm pretty grounded, you know? <laughs> so, uh, three kids in my 40s. I've been playing a game called Apex Predator with mm-hmm. my son, who's 12, who's into gaming because the coof killed soccer and he's not going to run around with a mask on. Who's so at fault for that? Gaming. Yeah. Well, yeah, them. So um, <laughs> every time. <laughs> so <laughs> we start uh, – I start gaming because I, I, like my dad never played games with me. and But that was also like the first generation that had games. Yeah. Because when he yeah. get they, they didn't exist. So it just didn't think. So at least I had grown up with some kind of gaming. They're way different though than when oh, yeah. uh, packing and stuff. But so I start playing this game, and I'm trying to get better at it because we're on a team, and I don't. Want, and he wants to, me to you know to participate, but I don't want to make him lose. So I, I like played by myself uh, for a little while, trying to improve my kill rates and stuff. <laughs> and uh, this is all because I I, I want to, you know, make him happy. Like, hey, I, you know, I, I got I can participate on the team, or whatever, I can at least be the healer or whatever. And uh, I played a couple hours, you know, I hadn't played video games for a couple hours for 20 years. And uh, then I'm just walking around Osaka. And I'm thinking about like, I'm looking at ledges and around corners and stuff. Because I've been playing this game where, you know, you're trying to Interesting. Around, shoot people and stuff. And I remember uh, my roommate saying something similar. Like he played Grand Theft Auto 
like all day or whatever, like a lot. And uh, he got in his car and he had to like, he didn't you know, just go take off and run into people. <laughs> so, but he's like, well, just for a second, I was thinking, man, I could just, you know, like you do in the game. And he did, he doesn't, you know, but I'm like, okay, now take someone that's doing, watching all that TV or gaming or whatever and add drugs to it. And it's like for that second, you might just go gunk or just smack someone or whatever. I don't know. I'm not blaming video games for violence or anything, but I think that's stupid. Like we we were perfectly capable of violence long before games and rock and roll and all that. I mean, we had both world wars without that stuff. So yeah, that well, that, I think what your point is this is the effect of hyper reality and yeah, and the games are getting way more lifelike. Yeah, and it's like man, that was in my brain. Like I dreamed about it. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I think you have to do it with caution. Like you got like my 12 year old's responsible. Uh, he's smarter than people his age. And I'm like, you can do those games if you want. But if he wasn't, I'd be like, you don't get to play those. Well, you this is I mean? the problem, the breakdown, uh, you know, this is all goes back to breakdown of morality. And the, when morality collapses, people immediately think, well, because you're free from moral restriction, you're liberated. You're not, you're enslaved because inevitably because of the breakdown of morality, you get crime and violence and then you need a police state measures to deal with, you know, with all the, 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 uh, the chaos. But um, I remember when I was What's a kid, is it, you know, the, I don't know if you've ever seen Fortnite, but it's kind of ridiculous. It's like these people with guns and dressed up like bananas and rabbits and stuff. Oh yeah. But uh, if you looked at Chaz or Chop last summer in <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> yes. it looked like live action Fortnite, like weirdos with guns and dressed up and drugged out of their mind and wearing costumes and stuff. Well, I'm sure they played it and this is this is their, you know, it's yeah. been played it in reality and you Maybe, know, you know, or the or the people that made the game just realized like what would it be like if Yeah. And yeah, if you just let liberals do whatever, uh, you end up with chop. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they, I love how the communist uh cooperative farming where they just took like um topsoil and put it on cardboard in the park <laughs> with some seeds in it. <laughs> like that's why you starve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, you know, farming uh, to scale is a skill. Yes. You can't just, it ain't like, well, one time I grew tomatoes in my yard. I'm like, uh-huh, grow a million of them. It well, takes, you, can't, like, you can't do like they did in Zimbabwe where Mugabe steals the farms and gives it to his cronies and no one does anything with it and they starve to death. Right. Well, that's, that's the ultimate of an equality outcome. Like, let's get rid of black farmers or get rid of white farmers, get rid of farmers, whatever. And replace them with these other people, but they're not farmers. Like if you had replaced white farmers with black farmers, at least they would have been able to farm. Mm. It'd be fucking wrong, but at least you wouldn't starve. No, they just relate. They just like get rid of these whites and replace them with blacks. Well, now you're starving to death because they have no idea how to farm. They think they can just like put stuff in the ground and throw water on it, and you end up getting no yields and shortages. Next thing you know, you have a Zimbabwe trillion dollar bill. <laughs> well, that wasn't all on their own. That was uh, Glencore yeah. and others messing yeah, with them. Oh, but... yes, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's that's the 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 dark. But you know, the other yeah. the light switch brains are always like, oh, it's all foreign intervention. Da, da, da. I say no, no. There's a lot of domestic corruption in Africa. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? But it's for a lot of people, it's either or. There's well, like that's what, that's why they want to like, get oh, the... these black despots are doing this and that. I'm like, they are, but you know, how about all these other things? And the other side, like, no, it's just the white European colonial. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, uh huh, that's all true, but mm -hmm. you got to look at some of the internal decisions too. Well, that's and, why they uh, want to destroy the. Uh... They're both. 
half correct, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's one of the reasons why they wanted to destroy the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Boer Republic, because that was a functioning, competent state, and they don't want that in Africa. Nope, got to smack it against the wall, right? Yeah. And they had a lot of who gold said, reserves, too. Hey, so. Someone look up who said that. It was like a, a David Worms or, or, or Wolfowitz or something. I think it was David Somebody. Fromm, then quoted uh, by yeah. the National Fromm. Review. Yeah. That was my first guess. I should have stuck with my instincts. I, whatever. Because yeah. he's not doing think, the smacking yeah. around. He's, he's, he just he's, writing. Yeah, he's the speech writer. You're right. It is David yeah. Fromm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, he's not the soldier doing the smacking around. He's just writing about it. Oh, of course. Oh, they <laughs> never get it's some southern boy from the south, some white boy from the south. You know, it. when Wolfowitz went to Iraq, they're like, tonight I'll be sleeping in Crete. Like, they thought it was great because they'd killed Saddam and all that. Like, these neocon Zionists can go in and stay in hotels in Baghdad and stuff. Like, they got off on it. Mm-hmm. They completely demasculated and humiliated the country and tore it apart because they tricked America into, <laughs> again, into blowing up Iraq. And we still are fighting the narrative of, oh, yeah, they went in there for oil. No, they went in there because of neocons. And they didn't need oil for America, at least. They needed it for Israel. So well, they import three forces. Yep. Yeah, the uh, Project for New American Century. And that's those people inhabited yeah. the, uh, the, the George W. Bush administration, took over policy. Yeah, Bush the lesser had him in there and and Cheney, too. He, a lot of them were in his, either in the office of the vice president or the Pentagon. That's where all the roaches were living. And, you know, Wolfowitz says, oh, don't worry, Iraqi oil revenue will pay for the occupation. <laughs> we end up going trillions in debt. Um, and they sold the oil to China but uh, and Israel. But um, he gets, for that economic blunder, he got appointed to be the head of the World Bank. Now, I guess he got everything wrong. <laughs> well, I guess theoretically, the World Bank he can kill more people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that guy. Who else? Was, who else went to the World Bank after? Like a caricature of like an evil, like creature in a fairy tale. Yeah. you know what I mean. He just looks like a goblin or something. <laughs> Didn't what's his name also go to the World Bank after failing in Vietnam? Oh well, you know who McNamara? failed in Vietnam? Anybody? John McCain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but McNamara, I think, didn't he go to the? He went from General Motor, or was it Ford? Where then he was a, a whiz kid with the, I guess, originally with the Kennedy administration, then with the Johnson administration, he becomes Secretary of Defense. But then, mm-hmm. he, then he goes to the World Bank. Well, and, you know, McNamara and, and Kennedy sat up in their office, like thinking, like, okay, how can we make the most parts in the most places for this new fighter jet? Mm-hmm. purely just based on like we can create some jobs here and here you know and get some money here and there for for voting demographics and mm-hmm. the, you know it and of course vietnam is the excuse like why do you need fighter jets in vietnam they don't have an air force and you need helicopters because there's no runways or anything mm-hmm. either they just made it because it would cost a lot yep four billion dollars end up becoming six billion which I was probably like sixty billion in today's money or something. I mean, yeah. Well, didn't, wasn't Lady Bird Johnson invested in like Bell Helicopter or something? Both of them were. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was the whipping boy for Bell when he was a congressman, and a lot of Texas oil too. He was just a, a pay-to-play Democrat. I mean, do, I mean, people don't realize just how kind of how cynical and dirty that is. But 
it's kind of like dude, they're losing 20 helicopters a week and then replacing them and they were saying ka-ching every time right ka-ching run the bill up hey the government's paying for it Mm -hmm. you'll never burn through money faster when it's someone else's and you didn't have to earn it yep and even if they couldn't tax it out, they'd just print it or, or digitize it into existence. Well, that's why they inflation. Yeah, that's why Nixon had to close the gold window in '71. That's a consequence of the '60s. I mean, then the whole '70s hangover was a consequence. Yeah, who Carter gets Nixon the blame for to get it, but the gold. Who, who did that again? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> didn't they actually go to go to Southeast Asia to get gold or something? It's <laughs> a crazy story with that. Yeah, we have uh, this thing called left l-e-f-t and it's like look every fucking time <laughs> them, <laughs> them every fucking time. and then i'm reading about you know i'm reading that that book by is it kruger the uh, great heroine caper i think it's the title of it <clears throat> i haven't and haven't i'm reading well pepsi bottling company is used to refine heroin in there's a pepsi bottling heard factory that. like they, they I mean, did that was pepsi and itt not att yeah pepsi and ITT that went into uh Guatemala, you know, it's it just, yeah, the old United Fruit was the Monsanto of the day. Now it's Chiquita. Well, you call and them you know Banana what? Wars, but a lot, there's a lot more at stake because this is resource control. Yeah, well, I mean, you call them Banana Wars, but it was really the railroads to transport the bananas mm-hmm. that they're fighting about access to Costa Rica and stuff. And you know what? Uh, I've actually done this before. You can go straight from Lincoln and Reconstruction Railroad Tycoons to the banana war uh uh movers and shakers i don't know what you want to say oh yeah we're not on youtube i can just say it yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah them <clears throat> and then from that to uh like leon black because eli black was oh uh, yeah he guy jumped out of his fruit he committed right? suicide right for the united fruit in 70s yeah, out of a building yeah um <clears throat> for money laundering the dictators and stuff but Eli Black was the one that consolidated uh, United Fruit into Chiquita and uh, what they call it. And another name. There was another in-between company or whatever. But uh, that was all him. And that is the father of Leon Black who's financing Jeffrey Epstein. But uh, Eli got it from um, what was his damn name? C Minor. Uh, something C Minor who was just a, a Lincolnite got it <laughs> from his dad in 1899 part of the reconstruction you know that's where they got the money and they're just typical railroad tycoons getting government subsidies that was you know it bothers me when everyone, all these communists that like hate the south and stuff i'm like this is weird because don't you hate crony capitalism mm-hmm. like isn't that thing lincoln is the granddaddy top hat wearing and all crony capitalists like that is the there can't be a more like a real life person that's like the Monopoly man more than Lincoln, Jacob mm-hmm. Lincoln. Or they think he's some emancipator or whatever because they heard second grade. No, <laughs> Lincoln and Grant were, Jesus, Grant's where we get the word lobby from. He met in hotel lobbies with people there to bribe him for special interests. He was a drunk. He only became president because he'd been a general that routinely lost to Lee. But, uh, they won the war anyway through sheer attrition. Yeah, well, that all the Irish coming in from desperate Ireland, you know. Yeah, and not just some like quarter million mm-hmm. uh, thrown into the Yankee army. 
Mm-hmm. And Germans. And yeah, he could just he could replace his men in the South. Not that was the writing on the wall. You can win every battle, but when you start with one side starts with five times as many people, um, you know, that's pretty hard. <laughs> it's hard to beat. Well, that was the, the Ireland. This is the effects of usury because people, we call it the Irish potato famine. It really, what happened was, yeah, there was a famine. The p- potato crop failed, but there's a reason why the native Irish were relegated to the well, to potatoes. Everything else was being exported. There was a famine, and there was a reason. Yeah, exactly. But exactly, food was being exported to Britain during a crisis to pay right? the interest that the landlords owed to bankers, certain bankers of a certain tribe. <laughs> They wanted to drive people out of the tenant system because mm-hmm. they realized they could make more money with wool from sheep than they could charging poor people rent. Mm-hmm. So they just move them out. They just, that's how Australia gets created, like debt slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll just raise the rent until it's impossible to pay and then move you out because they wanted it for grazing. It's like, oh, well, how many sheep can we get on here and how much wool can we get from that? And it was a pure, just cold-hearted analysis of how we can make the most money it's so disgusting mm-hmm. and get rid of irish catholics and because get rid of the irish they hated the catholics already so mm-hmm. you know i'm like and that's government well at the same yeah. time that uh, that the british empire is letting the irish starve to death for lack of, of i guess resources to bring in relief that's what they said there's also at the same time there's a don pacifica fail don pacifico fail affair where he was a, a Jewish creditor who uh, got the British Navy to shell some Greek cities, so so the uh, Greek king would, would pay back the loan. <laughs> some things never change. <laughs> yeah, imagine my lack of shock. Every, every time you dig into it, or some loan shark, or insurance scam, or Jewish lightning, you know, fire, what are they? Yeah, it's it's like yeah, there they are, <laughs> always. <laughs> Well, it's Why? finance, man. It's yeah. finance. It's, 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 I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I think George always calls it alchemy, you know, because once you corrupt a <laughs> currency and playing bookkeeping games, that's what it is, really. It's a shell game. Maybe we can get into, you know, some of the, the whole uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, pandemic scam, but the larger picture, at least what I see this, is a huge. You know, they're trying to get rid of that now. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Fauci actually, so you did finance Echo Health which did do research in China, and then it just went haywire. His new thing is, oh, yeah, we did that, but we're not at fault for whatever happened that the Chinese did. They're irresponsible and let the disease get out, mm-hmm. blaming it all on them. Like, why the fuck are you doing dangerous, like globally dangerous experiments on viruses in China? Mm-hmm. It's like giving children a chainsaw and saying, don't turn it on. Yeah, but first you know. of all, is how are you going to exert any control once you do that? You can't say, "Well, we didn't but, know." Well, obviously, you're not going to be able to control it. I think I think that is on purpose because it's like, well, let's just have the Chinese study deadly diseases because it's just a time bomb right mm-hmm. there. You know, it's going to get out. China is fifth world status, and you know, it, come on, this isn't like, oh, well, we're, you shouldn't be doing research like that at all, in my no. opinion. But if you are like Switzerland, Japan, like somebody responsible, not China. It's like, oh, great, what could go wrong? We're letting the Chinese 
study bat viruses. <laughs> well, then they're able to it'll parlay it in, into a global like, economic shutdown, a great reset where they steal. Look at BlackRock and Larry Fink's operation. Like, here, let me let me put a cash deposit in Nigeria. Nothing will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you just can't do that. Uh, I think he should be tarred and feathered, man. That guy caused a global... Well, I mean... Really, the overreaction to the coup yeah. is what's is the most detrimental thing. But uh, you still need a pretext. Yes. And that pretext was built around what they did in Wuhan, and that shouldn't happen because it could it could have been a really deadly disease with the way they're tinkering around with this crap. And it's like, yeah, let's let's see if we can get a, an airborne version of uh, smallpox that's twice as deadly as the last one. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's for studying or something. I don't, I don't get the argument. He's like, well, it would have been irresponsible not to tinker around with SARS v two. I'm like, did that? Did you mean to say it like that? It sounded like you should have said the opposite. Yeah, irresponsible to tinker around with SARS v two. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah, they did it though. And um, Rand Paul's. And so now the pandemic's going to end in July because they're like, first of all, they can, they don't have to give out. Um, uh, they don't have to give away vaccines. They can start charging retail for them. They've pretty much got the public on board. People are tattooing themselves mm-hmm. on the day they got the vax. What sheep, man, putting a barcode on yourself. Did you just uh, hit magnet test? They're like so proud of themselves to completely obey the government, right? It's really disgusting. I think there's, yeah, the, but there's a solid probably 35% that aren't going to do it. Um yeah, there, yeah, there's people who won't do it, even if you made COVID passports and all that. Like, yeah. I'm not doing it. Which means they it's, can't, can't well, have, can't have passports. It's gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. I'm like, what's the, how, what's the rationale of a COVID passport when the vaccine doesn't prevent transmission anyway? So even if you got the vax, you can still carry it and give it to people. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't at all. It, uh, you heard what the CDC is doing now? It's uh, a threat to old people. Like, what's not a threat to old people? Yeah, I know. It's like you're old. The I flu mean, kills old people. Everything yeah. kills old people. That's what happens when your immune system goes to shit. Yeah, especially if you like, if you uh, seal off the retirement homes and neglect them, then you get a bunch of deaths that you consider COVID. Or you take COVID patients and throw them in the retirement homes on purpose, like yeah. Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And don't take care of them, so we they die of dehydration. Have sufficient. We don't have enough sufficient numbers to create a panic. What should we do? Mm-hmm. Take some of the COVID patients and stick them in with the 90-year-olds. I think it was just that cynical, just that brutal. I'm just that evil. I really think it is. You know? Then Cuomo gets a $5 million book deal. He's another one that just looks like mafia guy. <laughs> just yeah, I know. You know like, he's got that face. <laughs> like Frank Biden. Frank Biden just looks like a Don. The <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh. Cuomo's. Yeah, Lord. But look, I mean, look at the political class. Not I mean, until it, after the election, right? <clears throat> is it just me, or is it just in previous generations? I know the political class has always been awful, but they did a better job of keeping up public airs. And now it's like, I mean, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, Whitmore, uh, the Cuomos, even our president, our CGI president. I mean, it's it's Lord laughable. Man. I think Northam's the worst. He is something else. He he, he caused a, a, a gas shortage just by opening his big yap. 
Didn't he do blackface as well? Yeah, he did. It's Is that obscure. why he's like the assault on Confederates? He's, he's trying to overcompensate. Overcompensate. Like, oh, I'll, just yeah. I'll just label them racist. And go attacking, you know, veteran statues and stuff. Yeah, that'll that'll distract from being in blackface. Yeah, you know, we had that pipeline racist. issue. We had that pipeline issue here, uh, that uh, supposedly was taken down th- through. Uh, Hacked by Russia, they said. Yeah, hacked by Russian gang. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm so tired of that. It's like, oh, it's either Nazi or Russian hacker. That is the explanation for. Well, the it's FBI just, confirmed even, it. Even Hunter's laptop, they're like, that's that's Russian disinformation. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, it's not. He yeah, had his laptop, bud. Well, they, come on, man. It was like I heard a report. It was CNN. CNN reports FBI confirms Russian gang behind it. It's like, since when does a report from the from the FBI reported by CNN constitute confirmation of anything Give well me a that's break. like the uh, new york times saying putin put a bounty on u.s soldiers in afghanistan yeah yeah like you realize that taliban's already trying to kill u.s soldiers anyway yeah they need a bounty because, on them. You know, <laughs> because we're like in afghanistan and yeah. that's the reason they want to kill you yeah we had a um, there uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, northam announced uh that we had that pipeline was shut down so the 45 percent of the gas supplies were cut off so he comes in, and I'm driving around, and, and I fill up no problem earlier that day. I come home, I check out the news, and he has his press conference. And within within an hour, there's gas lines because he tells people not to panic right. by. Yeah, the toilet paper <laughs> people went out there. Yeah, exactly. The toilet paper people went out there and buy all the gas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't panic, but we're about to run out of gas. So everyone's <laughs> gonna go do it. You know. And for two, like for three days, is a panic. And I like, why say anything? Well, because they want people to panic. That's the whole thing people don't understand is the political leadership wants this. Did you see recently? I don't want to derail this, but there was like some reports about UFOs or something. And I don't mean aliens. I mean unidentified flying objects. Oh yeah. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking. Weren't, wasn't everyone joking, like, I got alien invasion for 2021? Like, how could we get more mm-hmm. insane? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, bring, yeah, I hope it's true. It's bring on the aliens. Why not? Well, um, I mean, a good example is Tucker Carlson would do a segment on that, but he won't do a right. segment on, like, what like you reported regarding the uh, the New York Port and New Jersey Port Authority 9-11. That's a far yeah, more fascinating not, story. Well, that takes real <laughs> research, too, but... Um, you know, Tucker, Tucker will kind of give lip service to how, what a stupid idea it is to be in Syria, but yes. he's not going to touch Israel and Palestine. With well, that was, remember months. that dust up that like, he had a few weeks ago with ADL? That was funny. Yeah, well, you know, that was, you know, he, better than most. Yes. But he's not going to defend Gaza. Can't. No. Because he's on Fox. He just can't do that. That would be instant firing. He'd get me too the next day. You know, they just make it up. They don't have anything. They just accuse you because the accusation alone will bring you down mm-hmm. not, like we have 12 different women accusing you of rape out of the blue you know oh yeah they all just decided that it bothers them suddenly like, it's made up so they did yeah. to julian assange just he that poor guy man oh yeah uh he did you know what speaking of statues I, he deserves a statue jonathan julian. pollard gets a pardon <laughs> But. Right. Yeah. And Mordecai Venunu sits in prison. He's the OG yeah. Assange, right? And God, well, at least Pollard was in jail for a while. Yes. Yeah. That's From day one, they were lobbying for him. 
They never gave up on him. Never gave up on him. They, they were, hand they it were to him. fanatically <laughs> defending him like Leon Frank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. Yeah, well, the, oh. yeah, the ADL is going to lecture you on something. like. And I breathe. You guys are a bunch of, like, you were founded on. The, see, what if Tucker got up there and said, the ADL founded mm-hmm. to defend a child raping murderer. Mm-hmm. Right. And talking about the jailbreak and and the, and being the president of Benai Brith in Georgia and da da da. I mean, he could have eviscerated the ADL just by telling the truth about their history. Doesn't do that. Um, I would. That's why I am not on Fox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. that's why, well, that's yeah. why I can't even be on YouTube. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then I, I read that uh, Aston, what's his name? The Secretary of Defense. Is it Lloyd Aston? Ass clown? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, he's there. There, using... I think it's uh, Lord Ass Clown. Lord Ass Clown. And his uh, pronounced it, Lord Ass Clown. His yeah. committee to review <laughs> extremism is the military purging military of, of extremists. Supposedly, he's teaming up with the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center. <laughs> oh, gee. So you're teaming up with extremists to get rid of? Yeah. Do you see the CIA's recruitment? Uh, Cartoon. Yeah, well, that's not. Yeah, did you see the? It was the the CIA's recruitment ad with the uh, 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 with the Latina, and then there was the uh, the oh, no. the well, U.S. It's Army. Latina, it's Latinx. It's Latinx. Oh, okay. Latin. Sorry. Okay. Oh, whatever. Yeah, gotta come on now. No. <laughs> she had a personal Latin X. A cisgender <laughs> Latina something with a what was it? Anxiety disorder. Oh. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <no. laughs> They all have disorders. <laughs> that whole generation needs therapy. Yeah, and you saw I, that they need therapy because, like, you've you just got indoctrinated and browbeat for four years in a university. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna need therapy after that. Yeah. You're, I mean, people are sending their kids off to to go live with crazy people. Yeah, and that's you where have people... to sit there and listen to their lectures and like tenure. You can't fire these people, and it is the weirdest bunch. Um. I was thinking if I'm sitting in the U.S., I would infiltrate a university just to record lectures and stuff. Because I guarantee you, it's crazier than people know. Yeah, and if you're a sane professor, like yeah, I had a teacher. Like I just sit there and write down all the intersectionality bullshit and stuff because I have to or I'll fail. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't really believe it. (laughs) You know, that's sad. Yeah. um, Um, But if you're if you're like a, a, a professor like Mark Crispin Miller at NYU. Uh, they'll try to purge you because he's he's calling out the COVID nonsense. He did. And and he's just questioning it. He, by the way, he's just questioning it. He's not saying why you professor yeah. called out the voter fraud nonsense too. And um, mm-hmm. they just so much for tenure, right? Like, we, you know, Twitter has debunked this. So shut up, racist. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Jack Dorsey, the same the same app that supports pedophiles. Well, here's the funny thing. I was, I found out that uh, that uh, on the board of NYU sits uh, uh, Larry Fink, who's the head of BlackRock, who's made a mint off this whole COVID thing. You know, surprising. So you can't have professors of some renown teaching their students to actually critically think about propaganda, which is what, you know, what he does. Um, well, they're supposed to be like in the rhetoric, right? Is that a university is a place for exchange of ideas mm-hmm. and free speech, not safe spaces. But Generation Echo Chamber doesn't want uh, diversity of ideas. There's one way, their way or the highway, 
And I would argue that a university campus is the most censored place in the United States. Like, you'll get in trouble if you voice the wrong opinion at mm -hmm. a university, more than anywhere. I mean, it's like live action Facebook over there. You cannot, especially if you have a conservative or libertarian position on something. Oh, I mean, you're basically Hitler then. Well, not only do you have to face the wrath of the administration is they'll have these gangs, which is kind of like the BLM Antifa model, where they won't protect your rights from uh, freelance gangs that will assault you and threaten you, make your life miserable if you speak up about these things. And defame you all over yeah. the online media and stuff, and there's nothing you do about it. If you fight back, they'll cancel you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being defamed. People still talk shit about me, and I'm not even there. And uh, I'm not allowed to defend myself. And there's all kinds of made-up shit being said about me. But, you know, <clears throat> that's what happens. When you, when you oppose organized crime and pedophiles and terrorism and, you know, all, that's, um, that makes you a Nazi, you know? Well, yeah, when you expose some like the connection between uh, Jeff Epstein, Bill Gates, because Bill Gates, he's uh, a big, fi he figures greatly into the whole COVID stuff and the Great Reset because he's the one mm -hmm. over there at Davos and the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, which he funds. He's the also, yeah. richest man in America, mm -hmm. he used to be pre-divorce, <laughs> <laughs> and they said, you know what you're going to use your money for? Global vaccinations. Yeah. And you're going to do it because watch this tape. You know. It can be just it's that simple, like, yeah. So suddenly the Microsoft guy becomes like an ardent, you know, global vaxxer or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can do whatever they say because you're on tape banging a 16-year-old. Yeah, and everything. then you lose everything. Think how you can lose everything. All of a sudden the law He's will. Yeah. Oh. Talk about that already. I don't know. Some of his employees, you know, several of them were all uh, spent the night at Epstein's houses and stuff. It ain't just Bill Gates. Like his chief officer at Microsoft uh, spent a whole weekend in Russia with Epstein. Yeah. And spent the night in his house in Palm Beach several times. And this guy runs a patent office. Like, uh, they're compromised, man. They're so. And also. The fact that there's software is in almost every computer it means the back doors and all this stuff. So you have all that access to monitoring. Of course, you can't discount Israel's involvement in that too. With their, uh, you know, uh, what's that unit out there that's involved in that with uh, surveillance? I forget the name of the unit out there, but uh, they they um, have the NSA really. Like yes. it ain't just with the Israelis themselves. The American uh, NSA shares everything they have with the Israelis. Snowden pointed out. Um, but yeah, they got all every email, you know, the keystroke software and all that. So whatever, you know, the little bit that's been leaked about Bill Gates is just to keep them in line. It's like, hey man, we will dump you right now. You better get, you better get on board. Start buying up more land in Monsanto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Farmer Bill, because their food shortages are coming. The Biden administration is is getting threatening to remove farm subsidies uh, unless they underproduce. Think about that. I yeah, that's I mean, real scary stuff. That's some apocalyptic type of stuff, like food shortages in America. Well, if you're not looking, just, oh, it's really expensive to buy chicken. I mean, like there ain't any. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look into create a revolutionary situation, a new uh, normal, that's how you do it through bread food riots. I mean, the French Revolution was precipitated by a fake bread shortage that was created, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's and, or look what happened. Look what the Soviets did, you know, uh, the Bolsheviks did. And, Why, what, what happened there? Something happened. and that was their great reset hey man that just wasn't true socialism (laughs) yeah yeah just wasn't it's it's always the no true scotsman yeah those those people like it's not real communism but i mean just think about uh, is there going to be a congressional hearing on why the Biden administration is pressuring farmers to underproduce the war on farming in general for the past 40 years using debt you know, uh, they did that back in the 70s. They threw everyone into debt and raised interest rates and cut off the subsidies. It was a way to concentrate mm-hmm. farming. And so, and this whole big thing is about big economic well, concentration. They, they actually engineered the subsidies around conditions that would cause mm-hmm. the demand for um, uh, big pharma. So, like, if you're going to pack the chickens all on top of each other and stuff, then you need mm-hmm. a certain number of antibiotics and steroids and this and that and pesticides and stuff coming from Dow Chemical and all these uh, government-connected companies. But the, you don't, it's not necessary to have those factory farm conditions in order to, to meet the demands of like how much people want to eat and eggs and milk and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is necessary to have those conditions if you want farm subsidies because what they're really doing is indirectly subsidizing big pharma because you have to buy all these drugs from them in order to meet your farm subsidies and so it's they don't care about animal abuse or any of that either so it's like all right we're gonna lock a cow in a box or whatever but farmer gets paid well and the only way to keep this thing alive is to pump full of drugs all day every day so big farmer gets money from the farmer and the farmers get money from the government the government might as well just subsidize big pharma they made those conditions mm-hmm. and they same when they're testing cosmetic products and stuff whether put shampoo and rabbit eyeballs and all this weird stuff that doesn't even really have scientific validity, but um, they do it anyway because of the lawyers. Like, well, you got to have it tested on animals or whatever. Um, and I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, don't test on animals because it's, it's wrong, it's mean. Or whatever. I'm like, no, it's not scientifically valid. If it was, it'd be like, yeah, test it on the animals. I don't want it to happen to people. I'm mm-hmm. on team human. Like. If that, if you can kill some rats or whatever and save the people, yeah, fuck the rats, you know. But it it doesn't work. Like the the, it's not valid. Like whatever happens to a rabbit or whatever, it that's not the same as a person. You gotta have to figure this stuff out with chemistry and everything. Mm-hmm. But they have these tests anyway for the sake of it, because um, if you don't have them, you can get sued and this and that. And this, for some reason they made this standard, and I'm like, well, what? Well, who the hell benefits from like basically torturing animals? Like who's, who's providing the animals and stuff? And uh, guess who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm like every any decrepit fucking sick thing, and there there's the profiteers. You know they're there every time. Um, right now, I mean, I just saw the most disturbing story right before I came on here, where they're grafting scalps and ears and stuff onto the backs of rats. Like you've probably seen the famous rat that had like a human ear on yeah. its back. Yeah. They're they're taking material from aborted babies or fetuses, whatever, 
defended on how people come down on that one, but you know, human um, DNA anyway, and they're they're growing body parts on rats. And this is some that's like a DC comic villain or something. Like, yeah, let's grow body parts on the backs of rodents. Yeah, that's science or something. And Ted Kaczynski is just losing it right now. It's like he warned us. You know, I'm like, well, what could go wrong there? They're growing organs and stuff on other animals. It just, you know, one mistake. Mm-hmm. And when then we, we really, it'll make Alex Jones correct. 80% of the people are going to be living in bunkers. And the virus wiped out everybody. Like, <laughs> it's going to take one screw up and we're there. You know? mm-hmm. And just that's the sick, man, because that's incentivizing abortion, too, mm-hmm. which, you know, at, at best, it should be like a very rough decision that no one wants to have to make. And I know mean, all the circumstances, okay, if somebody gets an abortion, I get it. I mean, but it should be like not something you're planning on doing as birth control or something, but whatever. Uh, but part of that degenerate culture, because there are people that are just like, well, if I get pregnant, I'll just get an abortion. Like, whoa, wow, you know, but they're using the material. Yeah. Or, Weird old Frankenstein experiments. That's the world we live in. Hello, little dude. Yep. I'm on. I'm on a call. He looks really cute. Sorry, my baby just came in and <laughs> stole He's wearing a hat. It's funny. <laughs> Hats on babies are funny. Yeah, don't you remember? Uh, it was James O'Keefe, I think. Project Veritas infiltrated, or at least got someone from Planned Parenthood on camera, got them to admit that they were selling, indeed selling, uh, aborted fetal parts, making money off it. And then it came out in order to, uh, I guess, to uh, access. Not even like, not not donating the parts, but yeah. because it's medical waste. We're selling them. They're selling them. Uh, and the scandal that was that he. Uh, that minimal belonged to the person that created it. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but they were outraged because he used a fake ID to get into the convention. Right. <laughs> oh, like, well. That's, that's your problem. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you should talk about Proud Boys. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. That was the dumbest thing. I'm still laughing about that. Like that happened in a presidential debate, and it's just some. It's like, it's right up there with the OK hand gesture is racist because mm-hmm. of 4chan. You know, well, it, they trolled a, way into wasn't, becoming. Wasn't it on Jeopardy? Didn't the guy do it on was Jeopardy? It? <laughs> it oh yeah, scary. yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, there's oh, there's some boy from South Carolina who's um. He's on one of those talent shows. Like I don't know if it's America's Got Talent or something like that. Yeah. But, and he he's like past. He's on like the finals or something, and he just got cancel cultured because his dad was doing okay hand signal or something on a picture on Facebook in the seventies or whatever. Isn't I don't that know. crazy? I mean, that's just <laughs> yeah. Who? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like where are the adults in the room? You go. No, no, that's insane. There. They're not. Yeah. They're not there. I mean, I had a friend. I don't know if I should out him or not. He's a super troll. And he wrote this thing called Peanut Butter and Jelly is Racist and pretended to be a professor and all that. And he, it's like, <laughs> Google it. It's there. As a professor here in the Northwest that's saying peanut butter and jelly is racist. And, you know, who was it that made they, they purposely made up ridiculous stories about, like, like dog rape and stuff and how dogs are racist yeah and then and uh it, it they they gave you the green light and they were just making up the most ridiculous dumb crap and 
no data or anything and universities loved it they're like well we're on a witch hunt for racism so we can say you know walking your dog is racist then uh, we'll do it well we live in a society where someone like robin d'angelo reviewed and everything yeah yes yeah. like robin d'angelo can, can become a millionaire peddling her you know white fragility stuff you know do giving uh speeches or handling She's seminars yeah you know of course. I mean, it's yeah, white males are seventy six percent of suicides. Uh, nothing to see there. It's just uh, categorically demonizing a bunch of young boys because of their color. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 blaming biology for historic ills of uh, you know institutional slavery, even though it was global and every race did it. It's like white people's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like blaming monarchies on whites. Like there are monarchies everywhere, though. No, no, man, that's white people problem. Yeah, murder. No, isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, only white people monarchies murder. in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Only, well, you know that there used to be murder. Still is. That's you know, and some white people did it. So that must be a product of uh, biology, right? Wrong. But yeah, the, yeah, the colonization of American Indians, things like that. Like that wasn't because they're white. It's because of the state. And, you know, it, it wasn't Poland, it wasn't Russia, it wasn't Ireland, it wasn't the whites. It's, you know, uh, actually, if you want to look at who owned the gold mines in the Black Hills and stuff and mm-hmm. push the Lakota out, uh, you'll find a, a common uh, theme. <laughs> Same thing with slavery, right? Just proportionally. I mean, yes. everybody did slavery, but in that little area, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It is, I mean, again, I think at the end of the, obviously there's a, a wider, or a, 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 an agenda here. And at the metapolitical level, this is being handled by, you know, by the banking and financial interests who want to divide and conquer and, uh, and, and they want to get rid of what, you know, people refer to as Heritage America because that represents uh, a possible, I think resistance to it, the idea of middle-class America, small, you know, small local businesses and these things, which has of course been the primary target of all, all this lockdown stuff and the COVID stuff is destroying these businesses, you know. Yeah. It's the Jefferson model. Mm-hmm. Cause it's really a battle for the soul of America between Lincolnites or the Hamiltonians and the Jeffersonians. And Jefferson wanted limited government and yeah, no corporate subsidies or, and, and not having endless war abroad and everything. But the Lincolnites are like, oh yeah, let's push go to call it its wealth and they redistribute it to themselves. Imagine that. And uh they're winning, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's what Robert E. wrote about. It said that if we fail here, it will be depotism at home and militaristic adventures abroad. And that's exactly what it's been. They yeah, started it was- marching west. Letter to Lord Acton. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a letter to Lord Acton. People should read the entire letters. It's very interesting. It's very interesting how, I mean, Lee's super educated. He became, started, you know, um, built up Washington Lee College afterward and all that. But when you read uh, letters from Confederate generals or, you know, presidents of, America's antiquity, you know, like Jefferson, Madison, Washington, any of the Virginians. And then you look at like Joe Biden, Donald Trump, the <laughs> modern things. 
<laughs> and you're like, what happened? Like the level of education just fell. And they're writing things not not for someone else. That's just how they spoke to each other. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not even because like you can read things before they were presidents, right? That are reserved because they became a president or became a uh, secretary or whatever, you know. And it's just we we had real debates with Henry Clay and Webster and John Calhoun and Randolph and all these guys, serious debates about economic and monetary policy. And today it's just, uh, oh man, it's so bad. It's just identitarian nonsense. And God, the level of discourse is just non-existent really. I wouldn't even say it's low. It just isn't even there. And that's not how it started. We've really, someone did a number on us. And I don't know what I don't know what happened. If if the allure of entertainment from TV was just too great, people got addicted to it. They just stopped reading and or what. But our university system is broke. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would if my kids aren't old enough yet to go to university, but I would seriously consider saying it ain't worth it. Well, I'm already telling price. my kids that. Yeah, sure. It is not worth the price. There, you know, there's diminishing returns. They're like, how much does it cost? No way, because <laughs> you could just take that amount of money and start a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you don't need school. And you can, and you can still get educated, by the way. Sure, <laughs> now, you <laughs> get you will get more educated yeah. if you go to a good university and study in your field and all. But at what cost? Mm-hmm. Like it's that that level that extra education just isn't worth the price. And nowadays, I'm not sure you'd even learn more there because they're so woke and addicted to that nonsense. You spend very little time on actual lectures and academic research. It's uh, and, and there's now with computers, there's so much plagiarism. It's it's just almost unpoliceable mm-hmm. that you know, it's just a broken. It's broken. Universities are broken. Other people with degrees made up fields and stuff you know i guess they're all made up but you know what i mean like intersectional feminist something something and uh i'm like that's not a degree you <laughs> know it's not a real degree so yeah lear- learning now. slogans or jargon doesn't make yeah. an education yeah but they need them in there so they can make them debt slaves yeah it's predatory lending education yeah. is making so much money Borrowing at a low rate, lending at a higher rate, and getting all these students guaranteed loans. There's also an it's avenue that, for getting people addicted to drugs because Big Pharma is, has a big footprint on college campuses. Oh my God, I know. They're like with mental health, especially mm-hmm. like all of you, a third of you have ADHD, the other third has some sort of depression or bipolar disorder or whatever, and the other third has this. And like, it's like you could just go to a college and be like, what pills are you on? Yeah. You know? As oh, if the I'll only treatment is pharmaceuticals for, for the yeah yeah every college kid's got pills like I mean, there might be some real reasons for anxiety or fear because you're away at home you're young you're inexperienced you're well, not really qualified and they, they, well here take these normal. pills <laughs> take these pills you need these and uh, it sucks for the the rare cases where someone maybe does need it or mm-hmm. whatever because they're like oh that's just a fashionable thing everybody has that and that and that. So the the person that actually ha- is dyslexic, I don't think you have pills for that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so has, has something 
are just lost in the ether is everyone's like, oh yeah, me too. I was like, no, you don't, you know. And uh, that's what they've done with other things. Like when you give to a bunch of false accusations of rape, it makes the legitimate rapes mm-hmm. seem like not a big deal. When you're going around saying eyeball rape is rape, like someone looked at you too long in the subway, like that is not the same as being physically assaulted and rape raped. No, yeah. And when someone brought that up and they said legitimate rape, all these Democrats or late night comedians are like, oh, legitimate rape, like every rape's legitimate rape. It's not what they were saying. <laughs> it's there's, like, there's like it really happened. A rape and someone looked at someone too long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, but if you restricted like uh, pharmaceuticals to people that really needed them, uh, you wouldn't have, uh, you know, $500 billion a year industry, you know? So it's all about marketing. Look at look at like, Purdue Pharmaceutical. I mean, there's no ADHD in Japan. Are they just genetically immune, or they don't have the patents on the pills, so they can't profit? There you so go. You don't, don't get the diagnosis. It. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you don't it, get that diagnosis. They're like, calm down. Yeah, you need self discipline. Maybe yeah, you're not ready for this. Maybe you've never had to rec- organize your your, your 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 day, your scheduling. You're not you're not mature enough. You know, or maybe you've had experience in college campuses that make you feel bad, like you 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 know you, you went to a party and got used by a guy or something. All types of reasons, all types of hazards on a on a, on a college campus these days. It used to be the campuses, sure. you know, they were one thing they're a lot more restricted, and one thing you, you know, often they were you know they they weren't co-ed, which is a big thing because you know think about it, <laughs> what a huge distraction that is at that age to learning is the opposite I mean, I, of sex. I lived on a girl's dormitory. Exactly, exactly. I I know. I mean, yeah. But um, but um, the whole idea now it's the, since the '60s that the the campuses have been designed as sort of a mass, uh, you know, I would say outdoor mind control experiments, and that's sort of sort of like a and I use that term very broadly. I think the whole West modern world yeah. was a mind control scheme. You know? But um, you know, uh, the uh, it's idea it's called mass situations, and there was an idea. This is, Wilhelm Reich, the theoretician, wrote about this: is how you break people's inhibition is. You create mass situations. This is particularly effective with females, and this is what the whole rock festivals were about. These things you break down their inhibition, especially when they're young, and uh, if they think everyone else is doing it, then you, you, it's easy to justify. And it's all about sex. That's funny. Wilhelm Reich again, going back to the common denominator, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, it's the same tribe, um, but um, and they, they created these, these sort of these Dionysian. Uh, environments on the college campuses so much it's even promoted by the media because remember all the college like movies you know in the how 80s? art sort of uh predicts you know like they're kind of foreshadowing 9-11 other things and mm-hmm. films and stuff i forgot that. but uh what you were just saying there's a, a japanese anime it's called banana fish mm-hmm. it's just pretty disturbing stuff in that but um I fear that that is foreshadowing um, an actuality. People want to check out Banana Fish. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably by now. It's a little bit older, but it's like when I'm looking at the Epstein stuff, uh, it's very much like Daredevil 3 and Banana Fish. Mm-hmm. Stuff that was going on with the Kingpin and all, and he gets out of jail, he gets a sweetheart deal. It's, a, it's Epstein, man. They're, they're, there's a show called Blacklist. Yes. Um, the, the, the second show? episode, I think it started in like 2012 or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they foreshadowed COVID. Everybody's running around in masks and stuff. But it's like the second show where they have a, a Hillary Clinton character. But there is a philanthropist that is supposed to be fighting 
trafficking. I saw that episode. Yeah. Who's actually trafficking women. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you look and it's called like, uh, Everhart or something like that or evergreen, I'm like, that's Hillary Clinton's code name of the white house. I know all these little things. So my buddy's like, here, watch this show. Uh, cause I was in LA and I don't want to be in LA. So I'm going to watch TV cause LA sucks. So, um, Plus, my time zones are all fucked up, and I'm out, I'm out at 3 in the morning, and everything's closed because of the coof. So I start watching Blacklist, and I'm like, whoa, 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 that's so-and-so, and that's something that actually happened. Like, it's all real-life stuff. I'm like, when was this made? And it's, you know, from eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, because a lot of the things that, in that, that are in that show are real-life occurrences, and it's just little too close to the way they name things and stuff. It's like, did you know? I'm like, is Arnon Milchan part of this? What's going on? <laughs> Who's making this? Because it's, uh, yeah, it's a banana fish, man. People should check that out because that's, that's where the sex drug scene and stuff is going. Where they are, it's some finder's cult level stuff where they are really sick, man. Uh, although I do feel like because of the Epstein saga, there is a, a real like anti-pedophile vanguard, which you think would just be common sense, like who the hell isn't against pedophilia, but the way they've been pushing the needle, they are trying to normalize it. Oh, look at Drag Queen Story Hour. Yeah. You know, again, the yeah. usual suspects are behind that, the Zellerbeck Foundation, the Haas Foundation. Right. You know, uh, and I don't even oh, care if adults in drag or whatever, and I, I think it's good to read to kids. But they're not going there and reading books. <laughs> they're going there with like a book, and then they start dancing and gyrating and stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. if you just were, if you're just somebody that dressed weird and you want to read books to kids, I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, okay, I actually think costumes and stuff are fun for story time. Uh, but that is not what it is. Like, they no. there are guys in there like howling at the moon and wearing women's lingerie and shaking their ass in front of eleven year olds. I'm like, you got something wrong with you? And oh, by the way, right. The um the cult that was uh financing that uh, leader got busted for pedophile, right? Are you talking uh, about that judge? Yeah, the name just escaped me. Yeah, the judge was caught, and uh, he was uh financing that. I figure what's was that in Minnesota somewhere? Yeah, it was up north. Yeah, and it turns out that yeah, story too. But I'm just I'm you know. <laughs> It turns out that he was, uh, 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 I think, child pornography. Then they had adopted the kid with his with his husband. So, and then they, mm-hmm. I think someone, some local politician, goes, "I'm shocked. Really, you're shocked?" <laughs> I was like, "That's when society is. There's no discernment or even, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, well, you know. Well, what they do though is if you point out the fact that." they are involved in pedophile and they are pushing this. They're like, you're just anti-gay. Yeah. Yeah. You're anti-gay. You just equated gayness with pedophilia. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. You did that. (laughs) You're transphobic. What? What? I like these words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're transphobic. If you don't, if you're don't want people having sex with 12 year olds, like I saw you applying that trans people are some sort of proclivity toward uh, pedophilia. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it sounds like that's what it sounds like you said right it's always guilty of what they're accusing others of right they're the ones that notice those things and stuff like you and i have been making jokes and stuff about like them every time and all that but like it's uh 
that's my stress relief, you know, but they um can't handle comedy either. Like there are a lot of comedians that you you can't even say this crap as a joke. It's if you want to be on TV or have a special or be a successful comedian, you better be left wing and you better be like talking nonstop trash on white people. And and, you know, your theme of your show needs to be race and sex. Well, oh, and, you know, the comedian one comic after another that just does racial stereotypes. and It is all one direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a like, you won't, you won't if you're a right wing comic, you're not. You better just do it online. Because you won't mm-hmm. be allowed in shows and stuff. Yeah, I was just listening stuff. to um, a, um, a, 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 a a podcast, and the guy had a guy, Anthony Fauci impersonator on. And it was a, a hilarious yeah. interview. And he just making fun of Anthony Fauci and all his, you know, a bit contradicting himself, his ambiguities. And that's the focus of the interview. But the, the guy finished, and they started talking like the real comedian. He was saying he was the guy who did comedy shows, but they were shut down because of COVID. So he started doing online stuff. But he says he what he was surprised is that no one's making fun of Anthony Fauci when the character is so ripe to be made fun of. Right. Just like no one's making fun of Rachel Levine and the Biden administration. It's like, wait a second. This is a guy pretending to be a woman and no one's making fun of him on Saturday Night Live. And he's in charge of health. And he's in charge of health, including oh. mental health. There's no jokes to be had on late night comedy t- characters. I mean, no, it was Owen they're, Benjamin. They're, they're basically democratic political pundits. It is so bad now. I know it is. Owen, so bad. Are you, are you familiar with Owen, what, are, are familiar Owen, with Owen Benjamin? J.P. Sears, Ryan Long, mm-hmm. Sam Tripoli. There are some people out there doing some right wing comedy. Yes, yeah. And, and they're not even right wing. It's just they'll do all side comedy or whatever. It's just normal. The pointing out the yeah, absurdity that, of it all. I mean. Yeah, J.P. Sears has been really good on the coof. Yes. Just, you know, stupid it is. And Ryan Long's gone after identity politics. There's a really great skit they did with racist versus anti-racist. Mm-hmm. And you see how much they horse you. Because mm-hmm. they're like, I define people by their biological category. So do I. You know, like they're, yeah. <laughs> you can't tell the difference between a ardent racist and a woke asshole. But it's, but exactly it, it's really sinister because there's uh, – a good example is the uh, – the, you know, if you with Owen Benjamin – I, I know him. Yeah, he got kicked off Patreon yeah. too. But he, uh, but he was he was very successful Patreon YouTube. Okay, doing these things. But he was in Hollywood, kind of making it. it wasn't big, but he was making it. And he didn't get kicked yeah. out until he criticized a, a, a chemical castration of children and you know promoting transgenderism, transgenderism yeah. in children. I'll and that's what stand up for children. He's like yeah. six seven too. He's yeah, he's dude. a big guy. <laughs> but that says a lot yeah. about their agenda. I mean, that's how. I mean, that is pretty sinister. It's not just degeneracy, you know, it's not, uh, you know, directors in the casting couch taking advantage of young adult women. It's it's pedophilia, you know. There's that documentary, Open Secret, you know. The, the director did, tried to tell everybody they wouldn't yes. listen to him. They made fun of him for his Michael Jackson dance or whatever. Yeah. And they'll promote the scandal if it's like, if it can uh, uh, knock the Catholic Church down a notch or two. But they won't talk sure. about Hollywood. Here's Look at yeah. the timing on that. All these stories that got spotlighted about the Catholic Church and pedophilia happened when the Catholic Church opposed the second war in Iraq. Yes, yes. They didn't care. They've been doing it, mm-hmm. but they didn't start reporting on it until they needed to slam the Catholics for something. Yeah. And the that... Catholic, for the Pope, that's it's like all of Latin America, half of France, Spain, like there's a big chunk of. of of the world that's Catholic, they're not going to support the war in Iraq if that's what the Pope says. Mm-hmm. You know, so they went after them. 
And they have that. And that. And As Jacques Chirac in France was against the war in Iraq. Um, I remember that. Like, that's why we had Walter Jones saying freedom fries instead of French fries. Yes. The yeah. French opposed the war. And part of why France opposed the war, of course, because it was wrong. But there was some influence from Catholics saying, hey, this is, doesn't go to Christian just war theory. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. Ron Paul said the same thing. He's Protestant. But, um, yeah. So that's when they come out with the stories. And look at the horrible, the horrible, uh, I think, posture of the Catholic Church in the face of COVID when they accepted the churches being closed down, canceling Easter last year. Um, I think I think that also comes into play here. I think, and I do think people have traced eight. Not billion. everybody, and some individuals are like, "You're not closing down my church." Some didn't. Just, yeah. Did, yeah. There was there was one Southern, <laughs> the one pastor. Yeah. There's the one pastor Southerners. in California <laughs> that started stripping because the strip bars are open in California. The churches weren't, so he turned his church oh, into, uh, into a strip. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna have a stripper service because that's all right. All the degenerate stuff never closed. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. But uh, I got nothing against if you like strip bars. I don't care, you know. But like, but come on, it's, I, don't you think it's weird that like people have face coverings and stuff? I mean, do they have strippers with a face covering? <laughs> like, oh, well, everything else is exposed, but at least you're covering your nose. <laughs> But I'm anti-mask anyway. Yeah, do it. I'm a, I'm encouraging all of it. I'm like, do it. We need more strip clubs. Like, put them on top of malls. Like, I'm all for just a, a Jim Leahy thing. I'm just like, just let it go. Get it done. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Push it off the cliff. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Uh, so if people are interested in Epstein and all that, I've got umpteen interviews and videos on that. It's not on YouTube anymore, but been talking to Sean Atwood a lot yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I was watching those, yeah. Just on, did on one on yeah. Eric Jackman, uh, interviewed me on Jackman Radio. We talked about it. And uh, I finally got to get into like exactly what some of the blackmail were rather mm-hmm. than they're just generally blackmailing them. You did that. And um, all my interviews with you about organized crime and stuff are solid. Civil War, we did a good interview with Civil War. That I still have people find randomly and be like, you're on this guy's show. I was like, yeah, we didn't even talk about the war hadn't even started. That was all like the the decades before it that we talked about mm-hmm. with the tariffs and everything. I still recommend that to people. So that's um that's all out there, but it's on PeerTube now. That's where I am. And I think were you on Podbeam? Or which yeah, I'm on uh, Podomatic. I also do a Gab TV. And BitChute, uh, Rumble. Oh, Gab might have payment service. Did you hear about this? They're testing it. What are they doing? Processor on Gab. A gaming. You can like, you can get shekels on Gab. Oh, okay. The the Twitter. Yeah. Um, it's coming. Like, uh, we're trying to get uh funding for more server farms and and a payment processor on a an Indian reservation in Montana that we've got some (laughs) sovereign land. That's neat. (laughs) And. Yeah, like this. This is something people are like. What you've been doing? This? I'm like, well, we got sovereign land. We got uh, charitable status, so you can get a completely tax deductible if you want to donate. And what we're doing with the money is first, we're housing Native American veterans. Uh, we're building organic food because uh, it's our land, right? So we're mm-hmm. going to be growing organic food and selling that. And uh, but the other thing we're doing is server farms because of all these people getting canceled. And it's going to be hard 
for the woke mob to go after Native Americans on sovereign land and say you're not allowed to host these websites mm-hmm. or whatever. You're like, uh, yes, we can. Yeah, so we have some up already. That's how I exist. I'm on those servers. And uh, but we want to expand. So if anybody's interested in the Veterans Oversight Committee, uh, hit me up because uh, we're doing a raise right now for 85000 and there's there's already over half a million in there from others, but I'm trying to do my my chunk of it. And I like all the things they're doing with the housing and the farming and so on. But I really think that anti-censorship is actually the most important piece because that's what lets you do everything else. Mm-hmm. And they're all about it. They're like, oh, hell yeah. And we'll be talking about Native American cases and stuff, too, because these organizations like the Bureau of Indian Affairs and you know the the world bank and all these things they exist and grandize themselves it's it's nothing to do with actually helping anybody so you know we're just gonna that the whole why don't you build one okay (laughs) we will we're gonna build it on tribal land so you don't have any you know say over it and uh it's gonna be real free speech and look at the irony there yes like (laughs) <laughs> the, the conquered people are who you have to turn to to be able to allow, allow to speak freely yep. from your own constitution. But, you know, you did borrow the Articles of Confederation from the Iroquois. And so it's really a, a beautiful uh, return if it happens. So, yeah, hit me up if you want a, a tax deductible, if you want to do a – it only works until December of this year, though, mm-hmm. because Biden's getting rid of it. But uh, Trump made it 100% write-off. So if you want to help Native Americans and you don't want to pay the IRS, you're looking for something to put your money in, uh, I'm, I'm available to, 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 to teach people um, how, how, what steps they got to do to do it. And they can so, connect to that through the ANC report? They will be. I'm going to put it up today. Okay. Like, I've been I've been working on this a while, and I, and I just asked them like, "Hey, man, I like I don't want to make commercials for such a thing or anything, but I'm like, you know, a lot of people who aren't Native American are going to be very interested in this, even if it's just as a tax write-off. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really want the server farm and free speech, like in an alternative to PayPal. Yeah. And I think the Indians will make a lot of money too, because I'm like, if you come up with an alternative to PayPal. And they need the money for all the legalese bullshit, you know. But, mm-hmm. like, if you could do that and get a payment processor, uh, a lot of people that have been banned on PayPal are going to use you and feel good about it. Because, like, and I'm helping Native American veterans. You know, it's just a win-win-win, you know. And so, of course, I'm all over that. Uh, and I was like, even though I'm in Japan, I don't really do tribal stuff that much anymore. Uh, fuck, yeah, I'm on board with that project, you know. <laughs> so... Okay, that's good. Well, okay, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. I know we kind of covered a lot of ground, and I don't know how to I categorize. Told you shotgun the map. <laughs> it's like it's opening statement. I'm like, I don't know where it's gonna go. Well, it's like we're I sitting... got to do this interview on my phone so I could walk around, yeah, and I'm go. always. I feel like I'm always better moving around than sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. I hate sitting in a chair. It's a necessary evil. <laughs> okay, so okay, follow your work at the. Uh, ANC report. Mm-hmm. And, ANC uh, report.com. Com, follow the, so you can follow, yeah, the Gates uh, 
Bill Gates, the marital woes, the blackmail, how it connects to the bigger picture, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, scamdemic, and the, you know, so. I mean, we, I didn't go into the details in that because I feel like your audience already knows, mm-hmm. you know, they're already educated on the coof. Yeah, so. yeah, we, we hashed that. Uh, was, I, I'm proud of Rand Paul for sticking it to Lord Sifalchi. Yeah. <laughs> just, he choke slammed him. He just boom. He's like, "You're using, you're parsing words." I was just like, "Is this really on TV?" Yeah, I know. I can't well, believe you know, seeing it. it Tucker it, covered it. He's the only <laughs> one. I mean, God. I mean, geez. I mean, come on, give me a break. I think you Thomas know. Massey might have got on his case a little well, bit. Yeah, Jim Jordan was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the only senator. He's the only senator. Um, Jim Jordan went after him on, uh, you know, give us a date. When is this? Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know. So okay, acreport.com, folks. That's where uh, you can get all the all the news on your on your neocons, on your wars, on the scamdemic, plandemic, and of course Jeffrey Epstein, and unfortunately all the darker stuff that's all on there too. But you know, people get upset because they, they get blackpilled when they learn about these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, no, this is a white pill because it was happening whether you knew about it or not. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. They try to do something about it now and they are going to prison. Like several of them have been arrested. So it's not for nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because Lane Maxwell is in jail, at least to the best of my knowledge. Yep. So there are, there is, yeah. some, there is some consequences she, for these things. Yeah. She's having a hard time too. I love it. Yeah. As well, she should. <laughs> So, okay, Brian, thanks so much. I'll let you go. I'll, I'll post as soon as I do. I'll send you the link. Awesome. Good night, then. You have a good night. Bye bye. Well, Mr. Churchill said, Mr. Churchill said, we got to fight the bloody battle to the very We gotta save our tin And all the garden gates and empty cans are gonna make us